was gonna say bingo, but we've already been down that road. Fuck. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. It's plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet.
planet Earth. And parts. Some might call unknown. It is time for the House Divided Podcast, episode 1515 of season five. Is this the longest? I think this might be the longest season ever. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt. And there's no end in sight. They're not. N- <laughs> not until May. We got time. We got so, some time. So many things to happen in between now and then. Yeah, we have. And today we got ourselves a little bit of a show. Not a long one. Not a live show. But we're here. What is up, everybody? How is it going? We got this little thing called Army Navy this weekend. And it uh, it, it it holds a lot of weight in the picks. Yes. Um, And we for are... this week, for the first time. We'll get there when we get there. I was, if, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, wait around. Yeah. For the first time in season five on the wall behind me hanging is a repeat jersey oh no who is it of the coast guard academy somewhere that i almost went and played football i figured that was fitting for uh army navy week fair (laughs) like i can't i i physically cannot uh pick a side like consistently in that rivalry because my dad was in the navy and my grandpa was in the army so <laughs> oof <laughs> so i can't just choose one team or another well that that, sucks. that coast guard academy jersey is the only um only service academy jersey i have so that's why it's there i got a navy t-shirt i guess i could have more but not like you guys see it anyway right <laughs> um so with that being said we got ourselves a bit of a show today uh, um before we get to the army navy game so let's roll right on into stupid people say stupid things since i have the most in a record setting or at least for season five record setting eight jesus christ um i will start first i'm gonna go quick through these the first two are just large groups of people large swaths of people and by large swaths of people, I mean so many people that I stopped counting people. Which we're starting to have a lot more this year. I'm curious as to if one of these is going to be what I think it is. But I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. So my first one, and we're going to talk about this here in a little while. Ohio State yesterday hired a new defensive coordinator. Okay. Who, in my opinion, since we couldn't get Marcus Freeman, since he decided to stay the head coach at Notre Dame, or, well, was named, on a, uh, was the named the head coach at Notre Dame and is staying there, this head coach is, honestly, in my opinion, 
But this defensive coordinator is honestly, in my opinion, the best case or the best alternative. After okay. after Freeman um, signed, this guy was the best alternative. Ohio State hired Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles from, uh, well, I just said it, Oklahoma State. Uh, side note about him, the Cal- Oklahoma State Cowboys defense was top three in the nation in yards allowed. They were tied. Big, Big 12 showed up and played a little bit of defense this year. Kind of uh, me. Mostly just Oklahoma State and Baylor. Well, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't as uh, high-scoring a conference as it usually is. I mean, we're so used to seeing, like, Oklahoma 63, Iowa State 59, you know? Yeah, but we'll talk about that higher in a little bit Um, here in the, when we get to the news, a little foreshadowing. Here's where the stupid people come in. Oh, boy. Several. And I stopped counting after about 15. Ohio State fans, why are we hiring this guy? Who does this guy play? Who who does this guy's defenses play? So they did not pay much of attention to college football this year, I suppose. They did not watch college football at all. Um, And I even said this to one person. It was like... He coached. He was the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Well, who does Oklahoma? And he, and I even said he was the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State had the third best defense in yards allowed per game at two hundred and like fifty, I think is what it was. Um, eh, maybe a little more than that. Like two, it was under three hundred. Um, still a, still a game we'll get to later. But well, they might have. They might have kept. Yeah, because Oklahoma State's quarterback threw a lot of interceptions. um, They were tied for sixth. I think the NCAA has them, stats page has them listed as the eighth, but they were tied for sixth in points points allowed, and they were fourth in rushing yards allowed, something that Ohio State's defense uh, might be struggling with. We don't really know. Um, Pass yards allowed, they were up there in terms because they weren't giving up yards in general and they led the nation in sacks I said all this to this individual um, I can't remember exactly where they were in pass yards but I digress um, and this individual said well who do they play well to all of those stupid people those stupid Ohio State fans the Big 12 is kind of known for scoring a shit ton of points mm-hmm in the Big 12, if you don't usually score 50 or 40 plus at least in the Big 12, you probably lose. In years past, yes. Moving on to my next second, my next large group of stupid people. And I told Jordan about this one. The one I'm, this is the one I'm curious about. Um, all of the Michigan fans flooding various Ohio State social media pages saying... Ohio State fans better root for Michigan in the 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 game against Georgia. The um, the uh, the Orange Bowl that that bowl game. I am glad you brought this up because it was also a question on that same thread that you retweeted. Where are they? Because I I mean I I haven't seen them. I have seen. A lot of them flooding Ohio State social media pages. 
anytime someone involving something involving Ohio State football tweets anything about the Rose Bowl, is Michigan gonna is Mich- or is Ohio State gonna cheer for Michigan against Georgia? No, fuck you guys. I, and the, and here's I where I've here's where the, I mean I have two reasons. This is a big thing. A, I, all of these Michigan fans have said they would never cheer for Ohio State. So why the fuck do you expect for Ohio State fans to cheer for your team? Yeah, fuck you guys. And secondly, fuck the conference. Fuck the Big Ten. Fuck Kevin Warren. Continue. Jordan? Hello? I think I lost Jordan. I just got randomly disconnected for half a second. Oh. I'm back. <clears throat> um, that was weird. Right when we said Discord doesn't have problems like it used to. It has problems. Like <laughs> it just did. Just. Right. Um, anytime Ohio State has made the playoffs, anytime they're in a high-profile spot, I want nothing but terrible things to happen to them. That's fair. That is called respecting the fucking rivalry. If That's you, exactly what it is. If you were a fan, and I could sit here and say this for a fact. If you were a fan of Ohio State and you go on to any Ohio State social media page and say, man, I hope Michigan wins this game, you will get disowned. We want no part of you. It is called respecting the rivalry. Fuck all of that bullshit. And fuck the Big Ten. The fact that that there are some people who think like that, and it's mostly like an SEC and a Big 12 thing, it's like, fuck that. I have never understood that. Like the whole Team Big Ten thing. Fuck that. Not even just bowl games, just like. Not even just that, just like non conference. I mean, anything when you're not playing each other. Why why would you want them to have success? Yeah, fuck that. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm trying to look like at some of the Big Big Ten schedule. Rest of the conference, I mean, sure, whatever. Go out and win your, win your games. But, but your biggest fucking rival? No, fuck that. Michigan State and Ohio State? No, fuck you like, guys. Like, I'm looking... I hope... Yeah, I fucking hope Michigan I, I loses. Don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think Ohio State's going to lose. Uh, Michigan State might. Uh, but we shall see. Um, I'm looking through this real quick at bowl games. I'm looking to see if there is a single... Big Ten bowl game that isn't Ohio State that I want. Okay. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl, 5-7 and seven Maryland is playing Virginia Tech. I want Maryland to beat Virginia Tech just because fuck the ass conference. Fair. Let's see. Other than that, <clears throat> Tennessee-Purdue, who the fuck cares? <clears throat> no, I, ten- I, Purdue I, got a raw deal because the, the bowl Tennessee is playing in is in Tennessee. Tennessee is playing, or Purdue is playing Tennessee, and ouch. I mean, it'll it'll probably essentially be a Tennessee home game, but there'll be Purdue fans there, for sure. I mean, they allocate a certain amount of tickets for fan base. It would be nice to see, like, just because they're playing an ACC team, it would be nice to see Michigan State beat Pittsburgh, but I'm not going to root for Michigan State. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to root yeah, for no. Iowa against Kentucky. I'm not going to root for Penn State against Arkansas. Wisconsin, Arizona State. I I honestly want Arizona State to win because I like Herm Edwards. Yeah, 
Wait, did Rutgers not make a bowl game even though they were six and six? Well, I thought they were five and seven. Were they five and seven? Yeah, they were I five and their, seven. Their last game of the year was for bowl eligibility, whoever the hell they played, and they lost. did not. They win. they lost to Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. They they finished five and seven. For some reason, I thought they won that game. So yeah, there's like one bowl game I actively want a Big Ten team to win that isn't Ohio State, and it's Maryland versus Virginia Tech. You have one really bad Big Ten team playing a really bad ACC team. That's it. Just because I want our lower end to be better than the ACC's lower end. I mean, the ACC's higher end is our lower end. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, moving on to my individuals, my six individuals. Individual number one, a man who has not been here on this show or in this segment for a while since he made comments about UC- USC and UCLA. Man named Wait, who is this? Colin Cowherd. Oh, man, I thought I thought it was Horace. No, no. Horace is not the individual on Stupid People Say Stupid Things this week. Um, he could be, but I mean, Horace is Horace is a legend. So, Colin Cowherd quote tweeted, um, something from Michigan football of last Friday night. Um, it was actually the tweet that someone on the Michigan social media team took as they were flying on the plane past Lucas Oil Stadium. Okay. Um. Colin Cowherd tweeted, or quote tweeted this, it's great to have you back near the top. You were missed. I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, As an Ohio State fan, I'm not going to. About that individual stuff as to whether or not people miss them there or not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there. I will say quickly, like, I I doubt Cowherd even missed him. That's exactly where I'm going. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's a Pac-12 guy. Um, Colin Cowherd is one of those media guys who, at one point during Michigan's big slump, said, it's great to have Michigan bad. Because then we don't have to hear, oh, we're the best, we, we have one of the best historical programs ever. Colin Cowherd was one of those guys who, oh, it's great to have Michigan suck. No one's upset that Michigan sucks other than Michigan fans. And then he about faced and said that it's great to have us back? Yeah. Like, yeah, that'll that'll get you in this segment. I'm not an Ohio State fan. Or I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm an Ohio State fan. Somebody clip that. <laughs> so no one clip that. I'm an Ohio State fan. I am not a Michigan fan, and I have never really said, "Well, it's great that Michigan sucks." Do I like it when they're bad? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I do. Do I? But I'm also I don't really care when they're great. Like, I only care about one game. And Michigan won it this year. That's it. That's all I got to say on it. Um, let's move on. Yeah, I will never be making an about face on that. Um, I have several. Actually, no, I have one other one. This happened. I found this one um, about 10 minutes after we got off the podcast last week. I remember you telling me about this, but I don't remember what it was. Um, so LeBron James last week uh, had to take a couple tests for COVID because he came in close contact or he had a false positive or something. Had a false positive. Um, he, was in, he was in COVID protocol. He, he had like a false positive. Four days. For three days. He missed one game. Yeah. Um, 
LeBron James vaccinated. Here comes this individual from Twitter, or not Twitter, so or from Facebook. Um, why do I just have a feeling I know how this is going to be worded? It's actually difficult to read because it's almost near Horace level. I, and it's not, not a what I was expecting. not a direct hate on LeBron because this was actually the the post LeBron made was about watching his son play basketball. Um. Oh. Raphael, congratulations on your new play as you want rule changes. I'm still your fan, though. What? And I'm assuming this is in because this post, the reply to this post was like, oddly enough, the C, there's a CBS Sports post right above the LeBron James post about him watching ball with his son, about how LeBron had two negative tests so he was able to get back playing soon exit code exit covid protocol earlier than the 10 days because as a vaccinated player he had his two or three negative covid tests and then here's this individual essentially saying that lebron changed the rule just for him and it's like you're an idiot anyone who thinks that way just look at the protocols for vaccinated players all throughout I won't say sports, but the four major American professional sports. I mean, it's all the same. If you are a vaccinated player, you test positive, you don't have to do the the 10 days or 14 days or whatever the quarantine period is. If you test negative twice after. If you, if you just have consecutive negative tests or multiple negative tests, as it's worded sometimes. Yeah. Just look at that's consistent throughout a whole ton of leagues. So now so I don't know if this person thought LeBron James is unvaccinated. I don't know. I don't know. I have three concerning something that Jordan might be surprised about. Oh, I can't wait for this. WWE. <laughs> and there are well, SmackDown Friday night SmackDown. More cons- more. Um, precise and to even get more precise their main event of roman reigns and Sami Zayn. Eee, okay this is gonna be fun the first one i can weigh, I can weigh in on these very much so because i watched the majority of this i did i watched most of it after we got off um or well i watched most of it at some point this past weekend um the first yeah, one came we didn't, we didn't get on for backdoor cover until after smackdown was done so. yes um the first one com- comes from Pat McAfee's Twitter. Uh, Pat McAfee, who is a WWE or SmackDown commentator. Yes, he is. Great one at that. Um, yes, phenomenal. He tweeted something. I have part of it clipped out, um, cropped off about that actual main event. I think it was actually when Brock Lesnar was out there with Sami Zayn before Roman came out. And Brock suplexed Sami Zayn several times over. Yeah. F five mixed in there. And yeah. yeah, not not a fun night to be Sami Zayn. Um, Chad Potts seventy two on Twitter replied to Pat McAfee. People really watch this shit? Question mark. Face palm emoji. I mean, yeah. Chad, what is wrong with people fi- enjoying something? Even if it is scripted, what's go- wrong with people enjoying something? I'll go one step further because I've I've. I've never quite understood this. 
like go to the Twitter page of any sitcom, any drama show, any any show and you don't have those people that just go, Oh, this is so fake. This, this is all scripted. Okay? Yeah. We know. But you but you suspend your disbelief on TV shows. This is no different. For enjoyment. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's not like WWE makes it a secret anymore. No. <laughs> they I used to back in the day. But like they don't even call they don't even call what they do wrestling anymore. It's sports entertainment. Yeah. I don't I don't get what the, I'll never understand what what's so hard for people to grasp about that. Like it's 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 all good. Especially when Brock Lesnar's involved. Like yeah, I love me some Brock Lesnar. Call that fake and then take like five suplexes and two F fives from Brock Lesnar and see Who how he's a just is. huge human being. Uh as Pat McAfee often does describe it, the alpha male of our species. Yeah, that's accurate. Which he is. He is. They don't call him the beast for nothing. I'll say that. And now we go to from YouTube. Uh, this first one is John Gibberish. YouTube John. username. <laughs> first name, last name, bunch of numbers? No, not even. It's John and then all sorts of letters. There's a T in it, so it's John Ted Gibberish. Like, does I. It's probably even what it says. <clears throat> I wouldn't even be surprised. Um, on a YouTube video of Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn's encounter at the end of the show, before Roman came right. out, they keep burying present stars. Stars is in all caps for part timers and Roman Reigns. So sick of this. Um. <clears throat> defend that person only slightly uh because if you don't like how they've been treating sammy say it's that's two years of this probably even uh sammy zane is a phenomenal wrestler okay <clears throat> i can show that <clears throat> show that in nxt show that everywhere else he's ever been um and to to but that's just, that's what his character has been. So, I mean, obviously Sammy doesn't give a shit about it because he's been playing this goof, and he's a lovable goof for years now. I wouldn't necessarily so, call him. I don't enjoy Sammy Zayn. I'm I don't enjoy the storyline of Sammy Zayn right now with all the conspiracy bullshit, which I'll talk about with my next one, my final one, or my second to last one. That's not. Yeah, it, it was a it was a bit over the top before. Now it's just you know whatever. But uh, I it, it is what it is. I mean he he's he's a tough guy to root against simply because like you know he's just so good and he can put on just great matches with anybody if given the chance. So I get where that guy's coming from, but at the same time, I mean he's not buried. I I I've never understood that. <clears throat> like just because somebody doesn't come out on the right end of something, oh, they're buried. No, you, if if you say they're buried, you're the one burying them. Yeah, That's and also, it it's Brock fucking Lesnar. <laughs> let's it's, it's Brock Lesnar. Like, let's be honest here. I mean, everyone wants to part, see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again. Call him a 
part-timer if you want. He really, he's earned that right. I mean, the dude's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> like, there's not many people that can get away with, like, there are not many part-time contracts in WWE these days. No. There's Brock, there's Goldberg. John Cena. <laughs> those are the guys. And, yeah, and John Cena, those are the guys that come back every now and then. And three, Brock, those are all three people eventually. who have 1,000% earned it. I mean, I don't, you know, they, especially Cena, like, like Cena did his, he was there nonstop for a decade and a half. Yeah, just about. Carried, carried, carried that company for probably 10 years. So he wants to go to Hollywood, shoot some movies, make some money out there and pop up when he's not doing anything. It's fine with me. What do, what oh, Edge. Yeah, a lot of people call Edge a part-timer. <laughs> Edge is not a part-timer. Which he's not, he... I, I also not, I love Edge so. Well, Edge has not been a part timer since he came back. He's been on shows. He's consistently in feuds. Like he's not Edge is not a part timer whatsoever. Now he's now he's feuding with the Miz, which I you know it might be all right, but. I mean, I'll watch it's it. Not what, it's a it's Edge. It's not, not what, what I wanted. wanted. It's not AJ Styles, but uh, it will get there. I have a feeling we will get there. And. <laughs> I have faith. My second to last one, also still from w- on WWE, and Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, Michael, last name numbers. <laughs> um, first off, first part of his YouTube reply, he's going off about how Brock Lesnar is an awful person. Apparently, like just acting like he knows Brock Lesnar as an individual. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that Brock Lesnar is a terrible person I've said that he's or I've heard that he's a somewhat difficult person but only because he's not very personable he is yes. very much he is very much in his own world and that's fine yeah. I mean you, you, if, if that's who you are you can't change that yeah that's if you don't if you don't like that interaction in your life it's your fucking life to live. And I will so. say, um, this current iteration of Brock Lesnar we're getting from a WWE, I love. Oh, it's phenomenal because we haven't heard, we haven't been in a spot where Brock's been able to like talk forever, and it's so great. Well, it's not just that; it looks like he's actually having fun. You go back and watch old WWE clips from like one of his original, his earlier runs, his pre UFC runs. It looks like he's actually having fun compared now compared to then. Anytime, like, I, I feel he's a bigger deal for me now than he was all those years with Paul Heyman. Because Paul Heyman would come out and do the same shtick. I love Paul Heyman, but indifferent they, to they him, great, but yeah, they, they were a great duo. But you know, this, this Brock that we're getting now is just so fun, so refreshing. Like, he's still the badass he's always been, and yet we're getting like this fun baby face Brock. It's so great. It, it's, I love it. Um, so we'll continue <laughs> with never, this guy. I, I, I just, I, this, this will forever, this run that he's on right now will forever debunk the theory of, Oh, Brock's no good on the mic. He's been so great lately. Phenomenal. I um, will continue. I know Sami Zayn was never going to win the title, but at least give him a decent chance. The conspiracy continues, though. Justice for Sami Zayn. That, that I feel like is definitely more of a 
if you will, a kayfabe comment. <laughs> like, yeah, you know when. Um, like I just, uh, I'm so over like the Sami Zayn conspiracy. Like, let's be honest, nobody want like no one really it's wants. Been played out. Yes, it has been. Nobody really wants because like I want to like Sami Zayn. I want to, but the storyline that they have him on of of oh it's a conspiracy like I don't I don't like it unless this is one of the longer builds they will ever do for a story like I just don't think it's going anywhere and Sammy just comes off as kind of a you know bizarre goof yeah but unless this is like super long term storytelling and you get to these things like Friday where Brock Lesnar comes out and kicks Sami Zayn's ass right before a match with Roman Reigns, and then it just continues to be things like that, and you actually give his give his theory some credit, then then it might be all right. But no, he just came back after <clears throat> he was uh, um he wasn't with uh, or wasn't performing for a little while. Uh, right when the virus started and he took about six months off right when the virus started and all of a sudden so he was the intercontinental champion at the time and uh, he had to vacate the belt because yep. he was going to be he was going to be gone for a while <clears throat> so then he came back and you know they had a tournament that right right after the tournament ends for the intercontinental championship oh what do you know who shows up Sami Zayn and then that's when all this started. But if they start to do stuff like this, where, you know, just people are beating him up <laughs> for when, you know, it might not benefit them or anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, did you think, <clears throat> like, of Also, I will say it. the biggest thing that I um hate about this Sami Zayn story, conspiracy storyline is uh what they did couple weeks ago on Raw when he found Austin Theory with Vince's golden egg. Like that was <laughs> so stupid. It was very bizarre. I did just I don't I don't even tie Sami Zayn into that even though he was there, but it's just yeah I, I that is I'll I'll never I'll never get it. I, I, I don't understand why Austin Theory is just this chosen one right now. I don't know. I don't know if you've watched Raw the last couple weeks, but he's I been, did chilling in Vince McMahon's office. I did. Unfortunately. And this Actually and this, this this past week I did not. I did not watch it yesterday or 2 days ago. I lost Jordan again. Maybe Jordan lost me. Jordan, hello. Well, This is awkward. Um, I guess I'm going to move on to my final stupid person saying stupid thing. Actually, I'm going to message Jordan real quick. See if, see if we got Jordan. Um, yep, he's gone and he's back. Maybe. Jordan, did you get muted? No, apparently I I don't know. I just couldn't I couldn't hear you or you couldn't hear me or something. I cannot hear both. you. Um 
moving on from WWE, we'll wrap my portion of super, stupid people say stupid things up. This comes from, uh, came from, came on Monday from the world of Twitter. Um, Twitter user oh, no. B Sweatstick. That is a name that screams shitty opinions. Yes. Um, replied to a tweet um, of Cooper Cup's interview, post-game interview. If you've not seen, Which I love. if you have not seen I it, I um retweeted it, quote tweeted it. It is on my Twitter. Go look at it. I so is I will, real quickly. If you don't know what he is talking about in that interview, I really don't ever want to talk to you about football ever. <clears throat> yes, I would also say you would have to go kind of look at the um. Priest, go find a pic. There are certain pictures circulating of pre-snap now, from before that play happened, and videos of that play happening. So you'll understand it a little bit more if you have not actually, if you don't really know a whole lot as to what's going on. And I'm not trying to shame anyone that doesn't know what what he was saying, but like <clears throat> that, he's talking just technical football. Yeah, and as a former player. I love this this response, but then you have B Sweatstick here. A whole lot simpler way to explain what happened, but I guess there's nothing like feeling smarter than everybody else. I think we intentionally make sports more complicated than it should be, and appropriately, oh, uh, apparent appropriately, B Sweatstick got drug got dumped on by Twitter. And so many people were like, yep, we found the guy who doesn't really watch football or doesn't know football. He had the press conference because he said, look, you could give a simpler answer. Yes, you could. Gee, I don't want that. We are losing. You were a robot for a second. Hold on. I'm going to try and change some things here. Okay. I'm gonna go off on this for a second. Yeah, there's a, you could have said it simpler. You could have said um, defensive backs blitzing. I just have to beat the safety. You could have. There are simpler ways to say it. Admittedly, yes. But do you um, want that? Not necessarily. No. Like there, that's the exact answer that. In film study on Monday or Tuesday, whatever day the Rams do film study, um, usually they have something like whatever whatever day they do film study. the The answer Cooper Cup gave is more often than not the answer that as you want to hear as a coach or a quarterback. If you're I, real quickly, I yes. think I fixed the problem. Oh no. Do you want to know what the problem was? I do. Uh, my Wi-Fi decided to uh, change from, you know, my actual Wi-Fi. Oh, no. To, to a smart light bulb. Yes. Yeah. 
Yay! I love it. Yes. Go ahead. Um, and the thing, like, the terminology, yes, terminology from team to team is slightly different, but the base of what he said is what we would, what every football team I ever played on would use in meetings. At the co- at, well, I mean, at the high school and the pro level, or at the college level, I mean, at the high school and college level, that's the t- terminology. We th- that same jargon is a kind of a way we is kind of what we used. Um, I mean, I never played football, admittedly, but I knew what he was talking about because I just football's been like a big point of emphasis for me, man. I, I fucking <clears throat> it's so wild because I learned football. The, the basics of football, oddly enough, playing Madden, and it just escalated from there. And, like, some some teams, like... You just, edu- you just educate yourself after that. Some teams and some players, like, some quarterbacks, do not like the term nickelback. Brett Favre, famously one of those player, players who does not like the term nickelback, he uses slot corner. Some teams do use slot corner. Other teams, like Sean McVay is one of those... Young guys. A lot of teams with some of these younger guys, Zach Taylor with the Bengals, some of them prefer the newer technology of, or the newer terminology of Nickelback and all these slightly fancier jargon words. But what Cooper Cup is what, what Cooper Cup said in that interview, every, is like, that's going on in 90% of of football locker rooms. At, from the high school level to the college level to the NFL level. Very few teams just dumb it down. Like 100% dumb it down to something as simple as, oh, that guy blitzes, so that guy's covered. Like, in practice, you might do something like that. Like, if player A blitzes, who's covering player B? or who's covering the receiver. You might do that just but that's not really how what it's what it is. And lastly for people for this guy to say, "Oh, we we make sports more complicated than it should be." No, we really don't. Yeah, every profession has their own has their own jargon. And that is where where he lost me. Like he had a a a point i guess it wasn't necessarily the best point but he had one until he said that like i mean he really lost me it like he wouldn't have made stupid people say stupid things then he followed up with well i guess it's just there's something to being smarter than everybody else and like that's where you really lose me and then (laughs) (laughs) like also as a former football player i i will go out and say i did not watch any of the uh, Rams Jaguars game. I did not. Uh, well, to be fair, uh, I don't know if that was available on our TVs. Fair here in here in here in the great state of Michigan, but uh, slightly, um, the slightly above average state of Michigan. It's the great state of Michigan to me. God damn it. Um, um, no, I don't believe it was. But as a former player, like here in that interview, that red zone. I, uh, I do have red zone, but I had zero intention of wanting to watch this game anyway. We'll just we'll say that right now. Um, you go off about red zone, but it's I don't, I don't get the hype. I don't, I don't, I don't like, like it either. Zone. I do not like it red zone. I don't like Scott Hansen. I think Scott Hansen like doesn't. 
I don't care about Scott Hansen. I I tune in to full games. I want to watch the entire game. That's that's where I'm at. I like the concept of Red Zone. The concept is good, but it's flawed. The execution is so flawed. Just gotta do it like Pat McAfee and have like ten screens in front of you, so you never miss a game. Well, fair. Um, but the way Cooper Cup talked, like I knew at least what was going on his side, going on on his side of the field. For sure. And it's just like some people they just they watch football for the enjoyment, and I enjoy watching football too, but. Some people like they don't like that that level of football, and there's nothing wrong with that. I will say that, but to just go out and be like and say what B Sweat Stick did, you're you're an idiot. Like especially the especially the comment of oh, unless there's something nice about being the smartest person or being the smartest person in the room or being or something nice about being smarter than everybody else, whatever. Like, Any- any football player in the NFL could give you that answer. A uh, majority of them. I'm sure there are some who can't, but majority maybe, of them could. Maybe kickers and punters. Yeah, I'm. No, I'm sure there are some skill position that, players who are just stupid. Like there are. That's not a knock on kickers and punters. I love you guys. If I would have been a football player, that likely would have been me. But <laughs> you don't. It's it. It ain't. You know. I'll just say X's and O's. It ain't. It ain't like that for punters and kickers. Yeah, I'm sure there there are some players who just are downright stupid in the NFL. Gotta, so I'm sure gotta, there are some skill position players that can't answer a question like that too. But we'll move on. Um, to your segment of stupid people say stupid things. This portion's already taken almost an hour. I it it, it has, but <clears throat> I mean those are all very worthy people. Yeah. To be here. So. Yeah. We and besides we got a little spun off on making this a wrestling podcast for a few seconds. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> all right. So I think these are in chronological order from the weekend. Oh no! Oh yes, maybe. These are four, four stages of stupid from the weekend. <laughs> from least stupid to most stupid. No, it no in uh, in order of when they happened. The the the, the farthest back. <clears throat> the first one is the one that's that happened the first, and then the fourth is the one that happened last. Okay, fair enough. So I don't, know if, I don't know if you heard. <clears throat> I won't even be a dick. Michigan, Michigan was in the Big Ten championship game. They were. This this last Saturday against Iowa. We'll get to that game in a second. Yeah. This stupid person comes to us from Facebook. Oddly enough, on a post from the Detroit Pistons. Huh? What? I will. I will. <laughs> what? It of course sounds a bit silly, but the Pistons simply wished Michigan football good luck in their game this weekend. 
Okay. That's fair, I guess. That's fair. In comes Katie. Saying good luck to the Michigan football team and uses an image of a basketball player. Confusion. So, I will say, there was a Pistons player on this post. Uh, on this image. Okay. Would you like to know who that Pistons player was? Someone who played for the Michigan Wolverines. Yes, and that would be Isaiah Livers. Okay. I'll say other than Cade Cunningham, I don't really know who's on the Detroit Pistons right now. So <laughs> that was just that. That's why that was my response. Luca Garza's here. Is he? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of. I think he's down in the G League right now. But he's on the he's, team he's, in the organization. The, he is in the organization. So yes. Uh, Katie just decided to. I I don't know if she's just a Michigan football fan. And didn't know that Isaiah Livers played for Michigan. I don't know what the deal was there. Okay. That was pretty dumb. We had two. From that same post? No, no. Oh, oh. Uh, We had two. This this was a highlight video from the Big Ten Championship game. Oh, no. Uh, We will get there when we get there for the highlight. Yes. But it was just, you know, it's Michigan. Versus Iowa. That was the game this weekend. That game existed. In comes Luke on Twitter. I would tell you his Twitter handle, but I can't see it because his name is ridiculously long and it hides the Twitter handle. (laughs) Yes. Luke, last name, in parentheses, Sonic Hockey Co. I was some coach. I don't know. He comes in on this highlight in the Big Ten Championship game, Michigan versus Iowa, and says Ohio State should be here. Well, then maybe Ohio State should have won. Ohio State should have won their game. That's it. That's all I got on that one. That's pretty much all I got on that one as well. And back Don't to lose. Exactly whatever, that's what I replied to him. I, I, I would assume, I don't know if he was trying to touch on, this guy never replied to me. I don't know if he was trying to touch on, um, like, he wants realignment. He wants different ways to qualify for the championship game i don't know i i i I really don't know we'll eventually sometime this winter during between january and end of season we will talk about big 10 realignment today will not be that show today will not be that show (laughs) but we will talk about it um Let's move on. Well, this, this, this sort of kind of, I mean, listen, it's, it's fucking Wednesday. If you don't know the Michigan won the big 10 championship game by now, I'm sorry. What rock have you been living under? (laughs) Right. Michigan wins. 
Michigan football tweets out, hey, Orange Bowl, how are y'all doing? Hashtag oh, go no. blue. Oh, no. I know what this one is. Mm-hmm. Or at least I know if if it's not the exact not the one you show me, I know where no, this is heading. Oh, it is. It's the one. It's the one. In comes Dats X four nine one with the Twitter avatar of a Georgia player whose last name I can't read. It's too tiny. Georgia, if you don't know, is Michigan's opponent in the Orange Bowl in the college football playoff semifinal. On December 31st. December 31st, New Year's Eve. At 8 p.m. Oh, I didn't know that. Of course it's fucking 8 p.m. Killing me. Yep. Um, Yes. This Georgia fan comes in here and simply says, We own y'all. Now, Jordan showed me this, and I had my first my first response was, "Has Georgia played Michigan before?" And Jordan said yes. My second response was, "Has it been within the last five years?" Or no, has it been within the last twenty years? I think was my response. I was gonna say, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was five years. It was a much wider time. I frame. think it was like twenty. The answer is no. No, it is not. And then I guessed 1980, some obscure number. I think the number was 1983, obscure year. And some, I was still wrong. Year, a long time ago. I was still wrong. The last time Michigan and Georgia played was 1965. And they have played two times ever. I'm assuming Georgia's Georgia is up 2-0. Please tell me Georgia has a 2-0 lead in that series. I would say I wish I could, but that's not true. They don't. Michigan has a 2-0 lead? No. Oh, it's tied 1-1. No, it is tied 1-1. Okay, well... It's still that bad. No, I, nope. Nope, I can't. That Did Georgia win that, the last one? Uh, in 1965, yes, they did. It was still by 1965. Final, it doesn't matter. <laughs> by the final score of 15 to 7. Jim Harbaugh wasn't even alive at that point. <laughs> my, mo- my mother was born four years prior. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even a was Jim Harbaugh alive in 1960? I don't think he was. No, no. Harbaugh was two years old. (laughs) Harbaugh was two years old. Good job. Wow. And your final one. Which I'm excited for this one. Don't know if you heard, but the Detroit Football Lions won a football game this weekend. Yes, they did. In grand fashion. The Minnesota Vikings might be bad. Walk-off fashion. I don't know what that defense was on on all of that last drive, let alone the last play. I mean, I know they don't have Patrick Peterson, but wow. It was just... Or Everson Griffin, but wow. 
we're, it was just soft zone. We're going to keep you in front of us and we're going to give up 10 yards plus per play. Like that's, that was their entire offense or defensive strategy. But we'll talk Thanks about so that much. in a few minutes. We will. <clears throat> that game was a doozy. But despite the Lions only getting their first win, the Houston Texans have two. Yes. They were the first NFL team eliminated from playoff contention. The Lions still how. have a chance. <laughs> you, you might ask how. Uh, AFC is better than the NFC. Simple as that. <laughs> What's sad is the... um. <laughs> The team that one of the two teams that Houston has beaten, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are still in contention. Hey, it is what it is. Just it's it's math. Maybe I I don't know if maybe they might not be by this point, but continue. I think they still I think they still technically are, but I I expect both the Jags and the Lions to be officially eliminated this week. Yep, the Jags, who are 16th in the in the AFC, are still alive. If you don't, if you don't know, <laughs> there are 16 teams in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. There is also that. Oh. <clears throat> this was on a, po- a post from uh, the NFL on Fox about the Houston Texans being the first team to officially be eliminated from the playoffs. And in comes Kim. It ain't quite Karen, but it's damn close. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I am going to read this exactly how it was typed. Wrong! The Lions were eliminated two weeks ago! If you couldn't pick that up, the caps on this post made no sense. Wrong the Lions were is all in caps. Yep. Eliminated two weeks is all in lowercase. Ago is in caps. <clears throat> um, any guesses on how many exp- exclamation points she put after the word wrong. Seven. It wasn't one. Was not two. Was not three. But four. Oh. I really thought you were going for um LeBron James and Miami thing. And I was loving it. I was definitely expecting seven. I was like when you started doing that, I was like, did I just get that right? But <laughs> That would have been phenomenal. Four is also still a lot. But I just simply, I just love the people. I mean, she's she's replying to the NFL on Fox. You don't think they're getting their shit right? I just love <laughs> the random people who just go wrong at things that they have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> Look. I'm not I'm not to saying this because I think the Lions are going to make the playoffs. That ain't going to happen and I don't want them to. Hey, 
I mean, they need a shit ton to happen, but they're only five games back of San Francisco. You never know. That seventh spot. Doesn't change the fact that I don't want it to happen. But the fact that you are so ironically wrong while you're telling a national media outlet that they're wrong is hilarious. And who talks like this? What are these caps? What? Was your caps lock broken? For half and of it. Just, and then it's and fixed. It's, yeah. It's, it, it fixed itself before it rebroke itself? What is that? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. And admittedly, and admittedly last bit on Kim, she says, Oh, I didn't know. I only watch my Chiefs. I think she meant to say woohoo, but she said hoodoo. <clears throat> broke my brain <laughs> I can do the news I, I can't anymore time for the news starting off oh boy we have the I graphic here on the screen I can't I can't take this one Quinn Ewers has announced has announced he is leaving the transfer portal he's entering the transfer portal leaving Ohio State his top destinations are Texas A&M or Texas Tech however just coming out today the news, there is some news saying that the Texas Longhorns I knew it. will give Quinn Ewers NFL first-round draft pick money and name-image likeness deals if Ewers comes to Texas. Yep. Comes to the Longhorns. Um, yep. All I'm going to say about this, um, in a normal week with other stuff happening, Ryan Day could have been chump of the week. Or without other stuff happening, Ryan Day could have been chump of the week for letting the highest rated quarterback recruit in the history and one of the highest rated recruits in the in all of history, at least since they've been tracking recruits, um walk out the door. I do genuinely believe that this is a massive disconnect between Ryan Day and Quinn Ewers. I don't I don't necessarily think a lot of this is because Ewers isn't gonna play next year. I think I think he will play next year wherever he winds up. <sighs> Going like to... there's, there, there's not a doubt in my mind. I, I I really am that convinced. That he'll play next year? Oh yeah, I definitely. I'm sure some not playing. I'm sure not playing has something to do with a bit of it next year. But his. And this t- is why, and Michigan fans have, were were in this boat with JJ McCarthy because he was a top recruit in that same class. Yes. Um, this is why I think that Jim has been integrating JJ in the offense all year long. Because you don't want that situation that Ohio State is in right now. Agreed. I think I think some of it has to do with that. Um, I think a lot of it though has to do with Ryan Day coming back. Uh, like week three, or it was like week four, I think. Yeah, that that's not good. 
that. Oh yeah, he's not transitioning to college. Well, he's not picking up things right now. He's just struck. Like you don't say that about a eighteen-year-old kid. When he was who is eighteen, he did turn eighteen in July or not July, like May, I think, May or June. I was gonna say he's barely eighteen. Yeah, you don't say this about a kid who playing against grown ass men. First time who should have been playing high school ball this year. This is his first time leaving home. So yeah, he's gonna be a little homesick. I get it. It happens. Um, you don't want to talk go- about that, but. Reclassified for this class because he could. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have been a recruit until this year. Yeah, if in normal circumstances. Yeah, but COVID happened. His where he was playing high school or where he was at in high school down in Texas, they didn't play football last fall. His senior year would have been happening this spring. Like, they weren't playing football in the fall because of COVID, and they didn't play football in 2020 because of COVID. They they moved it to the spring. Um, Ryan Day botched this whole thing. I think coming out and saying what he did, I will definitely say I am 100% sure Quinn Ewers was going to win that third string spot from Jack Miller regardless of Jack Miller getting that DUI or that OVI and Wait, that suspension. Oh, year? no, for this year. Oh. I think that was already happening anyway, which is why I think just suspending Jack Miller and then not dressing him for Michigan State and um, him traveling up to Ann Arbor was not a big deal. I, oh, you mean you mean more so like, <clears throat> like Quinn was better than Jack Miller yes. all the time. Yes, okay, I, I think some I of it you. was just eighteen-year-old kid. Um, I think Ryan, but I think Ryan Day botched this whole scenario, and I think the honestly the final straw was Mich- the Michigan State game where we throw Kyle McCord out there. Who M- McCord's first drive, he throws a really bad interception against Michigan State's awful, horrendous defensive back core, and then. Worst in the country, unless that changed in the final week. It's still the worst in the country, I think, because Penn State didn't throw the ball a whole lot that final week. <laughs> no, it did not. Um, a lot of snow. Couldn't even see Penn State. Um, And then you just – so McCord, Kyle McCord throws that egregious, terrible interception, and then you just kind of – you burn McCord's red shirt, which to me makes zero sense. He was a freshman as well? He was a re- – yep. <laughs> Burning his red shirt makes zero fucking sense. Um, then you just slap Quinn Ewers in the face and oh hey, y- you can go play. Hand the ball off twice and then oh that's the game. Slap that's a slap in the face by Ryan Day. That this whole scenario was botched by him. And in a normal week, Ryan Day would be chump of the week. But there's other stuff that happened. I am really surprised. I mean, now that we're like, you know, there's there Ohio State fans have questions about Ryan Day, so I feel like this is a fair point. But Jim Harbaugh handled a similar scenario better. In what world does that happen? Yes, Jim Harbaugh's handled this scenario better. I think like, I mean, JJ McCarthy, McCarthy did not reclassify, correct? He did not. No, he was a he was a legitimate uh, twenty 
twenty or twenty twenty one, a Crew. legitimate freshman. Okay, he was, he was a senior last year, freshman in college this year. Yes, I think that is why it seems like Jim, I'm not saying Jim Har I'm not saying Jim Harbaugh handled this scenario worse. I think yes, he did handle the scenario better. Um. You got the you got one of the top recruits in history ever. in history, and he, to and all of the Ohio State fans, to all of the Ohio State fans, they didn't these people didn't make stupid people say stupid things. All the Ohio State fans saying it was just for the money. I don't think so. Nobody expected C.J. Stroud to be a Heisman finalist. Not even not even just all the Ohio State fans. Just any anybody who thinks that. He used the Ohio State brand to secure the one million dollar NIL deal. No, I no. The I, dude, the dude's a dude, and I th- and I still do expect him to be a dude. Oh, I think. But, I think he's gonna go to Texas, or I think I think he's gonna go to A and M. Personally, I think where whether wherever he goes, whether it's A and M, Tech, or Texas, my he's my gonna feelings, light it up. My feeling since I heard the news, even when it was said Texas A&M and Texas Tech, my, my feeling this entire time has been Texas. Even before, even before the, the whatever you said that they're, you know, going to guarantee him some NIL money or whatever. Yeah. I, I, if you're going to Texas, it's got to be Texas. Because that's where he wants to go. He wants to go back to his home state. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like Ryan Day botched the scenario Texas, so bad. Texas A&M doesn't necessarily need him. I mean, obviously they probably want him, but uh, I don't want to say no. I do not know. Um, let me look. See Texas A&M. A&M roster. They're starting quarterback. Uh, no, not really. Zach Calzada is a sophomore, so they don't necess- their starter don't necessarily need him. You are correct. Yeah, I mean that's that's the guy that beat Alabama. Yeah, no, I Ryan Day botched this so bad. I and and as <clears throat> as a Michigan fan, and I've said it on this podcast, I was looking forward to Quinn Evers versus JJ McCarthy for the next couple of years. I I am not one of the Ohio State fans jumping on board with the sky is falling. We've had a couple other guys enter the transfer portal. One uh, junior backup safety slash linebacker who hasn't seen a lot of playing time this year. He wants to leave to go play, actually go play football. Um, there's, always, there's always a reason when people enter the transfer portal. They're not going to see the playing time they want. Uh, they can go somewhere else and get more. And they wanna they wanna prove themselves. That's usually how it works. I I'm not one of those Ohio State fans jumping on board with the the sky is falling stuff yet because it's not. I think. I mean, <clears throat> listen, Michigan fans have had to deal with that talk for the last five years. Hell yeah. Anytime anybody anytime anybody transfers any star recruit, they were three star, four star, don't have many five star transfers, but. That seems to be the narrative every time. I I, I get that. I've been in that spot. Like I said, I don't think this guy. It's. I think this is a very damning thing on Ryan Day because again, how bad he botched this scenario and he he fucked this in my opinion because 
apparently Kyle McCord is staying. I will not believe that until I um, wouldn't believe that either. I will not believe that until kickoff on September third. I wouldn't even believe it then. Once once they kick once Ohio State and Michigan or Ohio State and Notre Dame, I mean, kick off, I will believe it. That Kyle McCord is at least staying for next season. And if he's staying for next season, he may as well stay for the following season so he can actually, you know, be the starter. Right. Maybe. Uh, what about Trevor Lawrence looking like? What what class is he in? 2024. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, Kyle McCord might have a little bit of time. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Um, All right, I'm with you then. But, yeah, they... Yeah, Ryan Day screwed this up. He he slightly redeemed himself though a little bit. He also screwed. Ohio State did come out and say that. Um, and we'll talk about possibly why here in a few minutes. Um, at the bottom of the news segment, that they are not going after the number one corner in the transfer portal right now, uh, former LSU corner Eli Ricks, which that hurts my soul. But I digress. We'll talk about possibly why here in a moment. Uh, you want to take this next piece of news, or you want me to? We'll both be involved in this, but I'll lead her off. Okay. The Formula One Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Wish it wasn't here. Wish it wasn't here. We've been over. And that. honestly, like the racing was not like phenomenal. We had two red flags in like five laps. Yeah. Because of how uh, narrow the fucking track is. It's like almost as narrow as fucking Azerbaijan. I that was that's a very good comparison. Honestly. Not quite as bad as Monaco um, at spots, but in terms of, because I do believe this is a street circuit, right? Yes. Yeah, it's 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 in similar talks to to Baku. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton. He won eight uh, seconds. Approximately. Approximately eight seconds over Max Verstappen. Uh, Valtteri Bottas finishing third. Uh, that means we have a 269 and a half to 269 and a half point tie. Heading yes. in to Abu Dhabi for the final race of the season. Whoever finishes higher out of Max and Lewis will win the title. Watch them both DNF. Watch them both DNF and... <laughs> Like, 17th and 18th. <laughs> what would we do then? 17th would win. Uh, well, no, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, neither would finish in the points. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. Probably most right. wins. I don't know. Then it would be Max, most likely. I don't, I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I don't know if that's ever been a thing in F1. Probably. Um, the main talking point of this race. <sighs> the contact between Max and Lewis uh, entering what I believe was turn one? Yeah, on lap like 40 out of 50-something. 39 or 40 out of like 50-something. Close racing. Ma Max lost it a bit. Uh, went off track. Uh, 
made a pass. It, it just... Oops. Not cricket. I don't want cricket. <laughs> um, Red Bull comes on the radio. Christian Horner comes on the radio. Says, hey, Max, strategically, let's give that place back. Let's, let's just give this place back. Oh, boy, we're, we're in this battle. <clears throat> you can pass him again. Do it now. Max slows up. He's on the outside. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you for one second. Red flag number one happened on lap 12, lap 12 by the way. Ish. Lap 12-ish. was one of the hosses. <laughs> um... Both both Haas drivers crashed out. It does not say who, where it was. I don't remember who was out first, whether it was Mazepin or Schumacher, but they, they both died. Red, red Flag 2 happened in between 15 and 16. So I would say that Mick was probably first because he wrecked on his own, and then Mazepin was in there tight with a whole bunch of other people. People got squirrely, and then he ass packs an Alpine. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's not what I wanted. To do. <laughs> but yeah, continue. Let's see. I can with, find out who it was. Yep, it was Mick Max first, and then. Yeah, they felt that way. With Max and Lewis. Christian Horner on the radio. Give the spot back. Okay, Max slows up. Once. Lewis just doesn't take it. Couldn't really Twice. get by him at the one point. <laughs> Being not, it's not Max's fault. Like, the track's so goddamn narrow. Maybe, <clears throat> but if so Max is as far to the outside as he can be. He's letting Lewis have the inside for the next corner. Yes. Which is honestly preferred. Also, yes. <clears throat> He's letting him have the inside. Slowed up, slowed up, slowed up before Lewis uh, ass-packs him. Yes, yeah, so here is some information on that collision. Um, apparently, um, Mercedes never radioed into Lewis, and this has been what Mercedes has even said, that we never radioed over to Lewis that it was happening. They did not. Which, that is on Mercedes. It is! Like, I will, I will say that right now. That's 100% on Mercedes. Um... Mercedes sporting director Ron Meadows says that he didn't get informed of it till right as the collision was about to happen. I don't know if I buy that. You should know. If you're like, you really should know. And, and even if they, and even if Lewis didn't know, why aren't you making the move? Yeah, I he I get on that far side of the track, the outside part of the track, down that old straight. And Max slowed up and slowed up and slowed up and he he didn't take it. 
That's not on Max. No, I, I'm not gonna blame Max. Lewis said he didn't want to get get the pass in the um DR right before the DRS zone, which I I get that. So then that remains that it's your fault. I don't even really think it's at any like anyone's at 100 at fault. The collision was apparently on lap 42 out of lap. Uh, Out of lap 50. 50. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It was on lap 37. For me, it... And it's so... There is some bias here. Obviously, I'm a Red Bull guy. But you're you're giving up the spot. You're giving up the inside for the corner. and and, And the guy that you're trying to let pass just didn't take it. How is that your fault? Listen, I don't think Max is at fault. Like, 100%. I don't think he's at fault. I don't think... I don't really think Lewis is at fault either. Um, if, any, if anybody was at more fault, who is it? Lewis, yes. I will say that. But at some point, like, why aren't we blaming Mercedes for just saying, oh, hey, he's going to let you pass? Like... No, the, the 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 team let Lewis down. Yeah, like if, if anybody is to be at fault, it is the Mercedes team. Yes, but at the same time, you got a car that's that's obviously slow in front of you. Why aren't you making the pass? I agree. If you're just if you're waiting for him gotten, to pass to they've gotten to the corner, they they they've gotten to the corner now essentially and lewis doesn't even make a look down the inside what are you doing i will i will agree with that i will say if you are trying to just if you get your advantage which max did max wanted to try and give it back which is great if you're trying to give it back right before our DRS zone that I don't really agree with. I mean, I, I just... I mean, this is when he got ordered to. Yeah. I mean, and that's, again, the team communication. That's A, team communication, and B, track faults. If that's your only fucking... If you have an occurrence like that where you get something like this right here, and then the only way where you have someone go off track and they gain an advantage during the... Um, course of the race and the only way for them to give up track position to give that spot back is right before the DRS zone essentially by giving up by giving that by Lewis taking the lead taking that spot back right in front of the DRS zone he's essentially just giving the lead up anyway <laughs> but yes which but, that is on track fault and then it's on Mercedes would it have even applied that I do not know. You would think but, if Lewis is trying theory, to, in theory, like especially on Max's third attempt to slow down and and let him by and let him have the inside. By that point, I doubt they would have given Max DRS anyway. <clears throat> they shouldn't. I. But, I really don't think they would have but this is the FIA and the FIA is fucking idiotic 
and I, I I believe I said this to you earlier in the week. You wonder why I like NASCAR because it's just settled out there. Like the like the FIA is bad. Um, what irritates me about this? Max got a five second, um, five second penalty during the race for exceeding track limits, which honestly is impressive to me at one of the most narrow circuits in the series this year. And the worst offense, the only offense at that corner, obviously he cut it, but like one one cut when the dude's trying to give the position back and you give him a penalty? Yeah, okay. I don't like that. Okay, cool. Um, I don't like the penalty that Max got, the 10-second penalty Max got post-race. It was meaningless. It was something that the penalty doesn't need to happen. Don't give him the penalty. There was no... None of them did. Yeah, like None of them did. The five-second penalty didn't matter. because In the end, matter. Yeah, Max still lost by eight seconds. It's just Without like, the penalty. It's just like... You wonder. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was it was seven seven point or six point nine seconds off of Hamilton. So, okay, so seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, I saw eight somewhere. That's my bad for the notes. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's seven seconds, eight seconds wasn't matter. Yeah, still um, wasn't close. It's just gotten to the point where <laughs> literally you wonder why people say mafia it really is to that point there's no reason there is no reason to penalize max it was decided on track yeah the penalty is meaningless according to this and this is the fia's reason apparently there was data from his car that (laughs) red bull had to give over red bull had to give data over from the car obviously um, yes. data from the car showed he slammed on the brakes in front of the Mercedes. I don't buy it. There was a corner there. Yeah. Lewis I had a whole straight to, to pass him and just followed his ass. I, yeah, I don't buy it. Um, Yeah, this this track is stupid. This race was not really good. The FIA, if it wasn't for something else that happened this this weekend, the FIA would have been my chump of the week. This was just bad, stupid, mean, needless, meaningless, terrible. Let's move on. I just, I just, real quickly. Okay, go ahead. I just, I just despise just the governing body getting involved. When it's not necessary. Yes. Like, it's so dumb. Had... It is so dumb. And especially uh, the five-second penalty mid-race. Whatever. Had... Ten seconds after the after the race. Yeah. This... That, that changes the outcome none. You just want to flex your muscle. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. The FIA... Honestly, and like, bluntly, and kiss my ass. Like I don't know why they're going and searching for that data. It meant nothing. It yeah, would have it would have made sense if they were going and getting data from 
Mercedes to see if Lewis sped up into the back of Max's car, but what driver would do that and possibly destroy their own fucking car? These penalties are out of hand, and it's, I just—it's getting so bad. Of all that is holy, so in total, in total, remind you, Max got penalized 15 seconds for that whole incident. Yes. The fiery crash that caught a Red Bull on fire at Monza, Lewis got 10. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's it's ridiculous. Which is this, a joke. Both it's a joke. This is this is a bad joke. And again, to to the NASCAR point, like races are decided on track. The only way that you will ever have a result changed for the race is if somebody's car fails tech. Like there's none of this bullshit. <clears throat> like it's just it's it's fucking politics. And there were. Mercedes people, Red Bull people, both of them politicking with the FIA in the middle of this race as to why this should or shouldn't be a penalty. I don't want governing body politics in my racing. Stop! It normally isn't, hasn't been this bad. This year it's just been terrible, probably because they picked the worst year for it to be terrible. Yeah. They did. Like, you, you have this this compelling championship battle, and here we are sitting talking about the FIA. Yeah. What a, what a joke. They picked a um, terrible year to be this bad. In years past, it hasn't been this bad. No. Um, this year, it's just been like, they just want to hand out penalties just to hand out penalties. And I honestly don't know if there was a change somewhere in the FIA that is causing this, but it needs to stop. Let's move on, though. Clemson, you, you take on these uh, these head coach things. I'm just gonna go get some water. Okay, Clemson's defensive coordinator Brent Venables leaves Clemson to become the head football coach at Oklahoma. I knew this was gonna happen. This is why um, Venables at or going to Ohio State to be the defensive coordinator just wasn't going to happen. Let's be honest. It wasn't going to happen. has nothing to do with Clemson versus Ohio State and any animosity there. It just Venerables wasn't going to leave Clemson to go be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. And this move makes perfect sense to me. Um, His kid, I believe, is going to be graduating soon. Is actually graduating this year, I believe. Let me check that. Um, So, yeah, this move makes perfect sense to me. Good for him. He's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. Um, without him, that team would have been so, 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 so much worse. Terrible. Would have been terrible. Awful. Horrible. It would have just been a joke of a team. And, well, it still kind of is was a joke of a team this year at points. I'm trying to see... I think I'm not entirely certain. Let's see. Where is his kid's a junior? So possibly he transfers out of Clemson to Oklahoma. Maybe who knows? 
Hard to say. Who what now? Um, Venerable's Venerable's two kids, um, Jake and Tyler, who play on Clemson, on Clemson's defense. Would not be entirely shocked if possibly they transfer out of Clemson to Oklahoma. Hard to say though. Wait, that, would, that would only make sense. Um. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because I'm going to talk about what's going on with Miami now. Oregon's head, co- head coach Mario Cristobal is has left. Not reportedly, I just didn't change this. Um, To become the new head ball coach at Miami after Miami fired my, M- Manny Diaz. Um, Real quick side note on Manny Diaz. This, my, Miami did him so poorly. Poor guy. Um, Manny Diaz was not a terrible coach at Miami. They just had... They, did, they didn't even have a terrible year. They beat Pitt. Had they maybe had a quarter, been able to find a quarterback a little sooner, they would have probably been what a lot of people think they were expecting around Miami. Um, Manny Diaz had a winning record at Miami. Just couldn't get the job done against in some games. However, yeah, I mean, that's, however, I don't even, I'm with you there. I, I really don't think that's that's necessarily his fault. Like that that team has just not not been there. However, and he hasn't been there hasn't been there long enough to three years. <laughs> to really get his guys in. I mean, if, if you aren't going to give a guy a full recruiting cycle of like four years, then have all of his guys, then yeah, I can tell you. Four years. He was there three years. Um, Miami was in contract negotiations with Mario Cristobal before they even fired Manny Diaz. There's... I would, there's a shock, but that's totally sarcastic. That's Miami. That's Miami right there. That's so on brand for Miami. They didn't fire Manny Diaz until Cristobal signed the contract to become the head ball coach at Miami. Yeah. That's fitting. Um, Very fitting. Miami also currently trying to lure Clemson's defensive coordinator, uh, or not defensive coordinator, um, athletic director, Dude, McDude face. I don't know what his name is. Um, see if I can find that real quick. Maybe, maybe not. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Yes. Um, Clemson's AD Dan Radkovich <clears throat> trying to get them lure them over to uh, Miami. Or him over to Miami. Apparently, this was as of a couple hours ago. That is that has been set. Um, notably, Cristobal won national championships at Miami as a player, so this is a homecoming for him. Radkovich also um, was at Miami for was a Miami alum. So Miami's kind of just. Doing some scumbag things. I mean, granted, they they fired their um, Miami did fire their AD a couple months or a month ago, so that's not as scummy. Couple notable head coaching they, jobs still open to round this up. Real, real, uh, real quickly on on Chris Paul and Miami. Um, I mean, they get a they get a uh, very solid recruiter. Yep, solid head um, coach. Which had, Solid head coach. I think that's why they they went out and got him more so because of the recruiting aspect, um, and they need it. They they really do. I mean, 
you say it's scummy, but we've been over this the last two weeks. Like, it's just – that's just – the business of college football these days. It's still not as bad as what Brian Kelly. I mean, actually, no, this might be worse. <laughs> Hiring a guy before you even fired the last is pretty bad. As an, indiv- not good. As an individual, not good the way he, like, Manny Diaz, th- that was kind of known it was going to happen. It seemed like that's been a thing for a while, at least since the um, athletic director who hired him got, once he, once that guy got fired, it seemed to be a thing happening. Um... Still. I just I can't I can't put anything above Brian Kelly just because of my family. That was bad. Um and it's fake southern accent. That was bad. Um some notable head coaching jobs still open at this current point in time. Um Notable's a strong word, but yes. Well Yeah, most notable at this current point in time. There might be a few that I did miss. Um Washington, which Especially now with Cristobal out, if some Washington can get a head coach that can put something together, I mean they could win the Pac-12 North and then have to play yeah, could, Lincoln Riley's USC team. Maybe it's hard to say what maybe. Lincoln Riley can put together. Um, Virginia Tech, which I mean, they got, they got guys, they got guys heading over there. So at over to USC. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Would not be surprised if Lincoln Riley can put something good together. Um, Virginia Tech, which with well, this is where a little bit of the Clemson news comes in. It's gonna be interesting to see how Dabo Sweeney, um, who's had stability in his program his entire career at Clemson since 2010 or nine, whatever year it was. It's gonna be interesting to see how he a a excuse me deals with having a horrible year or well a bad year horrible Not in terms of what Clemson has been the past few years and Clemson fell off tremendously and then now having a lot of questions have to find a new defensive coordinator don't your team doesn't have an AD or your program does not have an athletic director uh he's going he has not a lot of stability again I would assume Venerable's two kids <laughs> might be leaving I would assume for the AD, that makes it much, much harder unless they have an interim athletic director that's going to be allowed to make those kind of deals. Yeah. It's very, very unlikely. Like, they might miss out on some good guys and might have to settle a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, Virginia Tech and the ACC that is not good, is really, really bad now with Clemson being bad. And then... Uh, Oregon, who they were so close, and then Utah kicked their dicks in twice, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Oh, boy. Uh, moving on, I'll lead in with this one, because I have a feeling after the one stupid person who you couldn't have on stupid people say stupid things, blocked you, you'll laugh, you'll laugh about the next one, and you'll want that. Oh, I, will, I forgot to add that as like an honorable mention. I was going to kind of paraphrase that. Because I couldn't actually access the tweets, but uh, I will. I will do that. And amongst uh, that, I'll I'll do it quickly. Okay, go ahead. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily relate to this, but um, I mean, it sort of does. The next, not this current piece, but the next one. <laughs> oh 
Oh yeah, no wait, never never mind. We'll we'll save it till then. Um, I'll take so I'll take this one. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, and Aiden Hutchinson have been named 2021 Heisman Trophy finalists. Congratulations, all four young men. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, I will say I was wrong. I did not think he was going to make it to New York because it is very difficult for defensive linemen to make it to New York, especially sure when is. you have. And I can say this from experience: Ohio State had. John Simon, who didn't make it. Phenomenal defensive end slash sometimes linebacker. Either either of the Bosa's? Neither of the Bosa brothers made it. Oh, man. Chase Young made it when he had really nobody on the other side. Sam Hubbard didn't make it. Sam, Sam Hubbard is, is currently playing on Sunday right now, too, for the Cincinnati Bengals starting. Um, Sam Hubbard didn't make it. Because there was people on the other side of him, on that other end, Chase Young, who didn't really have a elite level, at least to the Chase Young level, Chase Young made it because he didn't really have someone who was almost as good elite as he was in 2019. That's why Chase Young made it. Um, I figured it would have been. Kenneth Walker or Matt Corral sliding in over Aiden Hutchinson because, and you'll probably disagree with me on this, statistically at least, Aiden Hutchinson is not the best defensive player in the country. Statistically, no. And I figured if they were going to take a defensive player, it would have been um, either the outside linebacker from... Alabama, oh god, I can't remember his name right now. That's esca- that's escaping me. I... <sighs> Fuck. I've heard it nonstop, and I'm even forgetting it. So yeah, I know I've heard it a few times. Um, or the um defensive end slash D tackle Jordan Lewis out of Georgia. But there is a little bit of recency bias. Aiden Hutchinson's two best games have come the past. The past two weeks, um, I gotta find that kid's name from Alabama. So, real quickly, in terms of of Kenneth Walker, how much stock do you, or or would you put in Pro Football Focus grades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Some, but not a ton. Yeah. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., there we go. Yes. That, yes. Um, from Alabama, considered one of the best, considered the best, one of the best linebackers, and um, one of the best defensive players in the country. I mean, making it as a linebacker is even harder than making it as a defensive end, I feel. Yeah. So, I the stat comparison to me between Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson isn't even comparable because the sack numbers are right about equal. Yes, of course he he's a linebacker. Of course he's going to have more tackles. Um, Will Anderson has one more set, one and a half more sacks. I mean, 
the yardage difference is huge, but bleh. Yeah, there, there was a tackle for loss stat that I kept seeing br uh, brought up. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Anderson not making it boils down to they just don't want two Heisman finalists on the same team. Even though they had three three from Alabama last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 2020 was an anomaly. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, same thing with, like, um, Willie Anderson against, I believe it was against Auburn, did not have a phenomenal game. Um, so you have a little bit of recency bias there with him when Aiden Hutchinson had one of his best games, not just of the season, of his career against Ohio State two weeks ago. Jordan Lewis of Georgia did not have a phenomenal game against Alabama when Aiden Hutchinson had probably the second best game of his season against Iowa last week. A little bit of recency bias, and then you go back three weeks ago, Kenneth Walker uh, injured, banged up against against Ohio State, didn't didn't see a lot of playing time. Just the way I see it can't even be described with stats, honestly, for, for Aiden. It's just that he's the most important player on the second best team in the country, or second best team, second ranked team in the country. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. That's, that's, that's all I think that it is. And I think. Michigan players and Michigan fans, I think they just kind of spoken into existence. I don't expect him to win the Heisman. I'm not. A, I like, will say I'm not against Aiden Hutchinson being named a Heisman Trophy finalist. I will say that much. Yeah, he. I'm not he against will, it. He will not win, just like Jabril Peppers didn't win. Um, he might finish third. Because for me, it's Stroud or a uh, young Stroud. Um, Hutchinson and Pickett. It's possibly not like I would say not likely, but possible. Um, go ahead. What you were saying about pro football focus grades on Kenneth Walker. Okay, so I have the top four for PFF grades in the Big Ten. Okay, for running backs. For running backs. Would you okay. Like to take a guess at who is number four? Uh probably Walker. No. Okay. Go. Travion Henderson. Yep. Fair. Didn't see a lot of playing time, honestly. <laughs> Especially late in the season when I mean, we decided to stop running the ball. <laughs> I mean, the number one is going to shock you just because of who who number two is. Go either be Kenneth Blake Walker. Corm or, or um, Hassan Haskins. Okay. Go. At one or so two. From, from four to one. Okay. Travion Henderson had an 81.9 rating. Okay. Most of that three, probably Kenneth from the Walker. beginning of the season. Kenneth Walker, three. Okay. Uh, with an 89.3. Okay. Number two, Blake Corum with a 90.4. Yep. Not surprised. And Hassan Haskins with a 91.5. Not, not shocked. Not shocked. I figured... I I really do think that Hassan Haskins, man, like Kenneth Walker is impressive, no doubt about it. Like the the guy is a dude. He had a ton of yards, but what what it boils down to is that Haskins had more touchdowns and had to split carries with, uh, at least according to this, <clears throat> a 
the second best running back in the in in the conference. Like, so I'm gonna go out. I'm first gonna go out and say this. I do not believe Blake Corm is number two. I'm not shocked that pro foot. This is where I disagree with pro football focus grading because I don't know if if I don't know how many Michigan games you watched this season, but Blake Corm has honestly been. If I was grading it from from the eye test, from my own eye test, I put Blake Corum number one. Like the dude is an absolute difference maker. He's a burner when he's healthy. Yes, doesn't have a bum ankle. Like he's he's just shifty. Hassan Haskins, I feel like, could also be a slight bit of recency biased. Um, phenomenal game he against Ohio State. 20. He he scored. I mean, okay, so fuck yards, okay, for Walker, because <clears throat> yards don't win games. Touchdowns do. Yeah, I will agree with that. And Haskins has more. Now, are those just straight rushing touchdowns? I believe so. Or are they all purpose? Like, this that is a serious I, question. That is something I would have to look up. I because I did see somewhere that Hassan... I did see somewhere there... Um, if Hassan Haskins has a, a passing touchdown or a... Or a uh, uh, receiving touchdown. Let me look at this. He can't have many. It might be one. He's, All conference. We, uh, we Big don't Ten. throw. If if we're drawing up a play where a running back is an option on a pass play, it's usually Corum or Edwards. <laughs> Haskins is just a bruiser that can just that just bully through guys. Okay. Yes, Haskins does have two more rushing touchdowns. Rushing touches. Yes, I had to go look that up. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to make a case for Haskins for Heisman, but I'm just saying that's <laughs> that's why. I don't. I like I said. I don't really buy a whole like. I, in terms of def- deciding who should go to, go to New York as a Heisman finalist, I don't buy Pro Football Focus. Cause, no, but, no, and and that's not. I'm not basing that solely on Pro Football Focus, but like. Back to my other point that touchdowns should mean and they do mean more than yards. I will agree. Um, if you're just gonna look at those four running backs, um, Kenneth Walker made significantly more meant significantly more to his team than either of those three running backs did combined to their three respective teams. Solely because you look at Michigan, they have two really, really good running backs. I'm glad you finally admit that. <laughs> oh, I've said that their running backs are good. You've said they're good, but not great. I mean, it's hard to tell if someone is great when they're splitting carries. They are really good. Um, Ohio State has two really good running backs, and Travion... Henderson and Mayan Williams. Then they have Master Teague back there too. I was gonna say my my favorite my favorite name on your team is Master Teague. Oh no, I like Steel Chambers, but Master Teague. I like Master Master Teague's been around a little while. I love that name. Master Teague. Steel Chambers probably been around a little bit. No, he's a sophomore. (laughs) Yep, Master Teague it is. Master Teague has been he's uh June redshirt junior. It ain't no Rusty Koontz, but right. Master Teague's pretty solid. Um, Dean Windass. Yeah. Like, without Kenneth Walker, Michigan State's not 10-2. and two. 
And we were both wrong about Michigan State this uh, year. Fuck Discord. Jesus Christ. I'm back. We were both. So uh, you may have missed it. Um, without Kenneth Walker, Michigan State is not 10 and 2. And we have both admitted we were wrong about Michigan State. I heard everything you said. Oh. Uh, I just heard the Discord. Bloop. Oh. And we okay. Were, just, we were, were you punted as well? No. It's like it, it straight up DC'd me from the call. I had to reconnect. Like it, it didn't even DC me from the call. It like was still there, but it like shut down and went back to the main part of my Discord. Fuck. God damn it, Discord. Um, it's having some problems right after we said it wasn't gonna happen. Right. Um. Yeah, Kenneth Walker is really the only reason Michigan State's ten and two. Yeah. And- Which. That's that's it's a fair argument, and I'm not. It, it, look, look, <clears throat> I you can make a case for Kenneth Walker for Heisman, but Matt Corral kind like, of killed himself with his one really bad game against uh, whoever it yeah. was. <clears throat> Matt Corral fell off in the later part of the season. Uh, I can't even believe we were ever talking about Malik Willis for Heisman. To be honest, yeah, uh, him for Heisman. That's hard. Liberty. Liberty in the um indep- as an independent, they don't play a lot of greatness. And then they then they fell off. Games. Yeah. Just 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 a clown show with that, but I did if somebody takes Malik Willis first overall, we're gonna have words. Uh or not first overall, first round. So someone will. <clears throat> There's teams no. that need a quarterback in. No. There are teams that need a quarterback. Sign Fitz Magic. He might be retiring after this year. Maybe. I don't know, but we don't know yet. Let's move on to this. Do you have anything else to say before we keep getting too distracted? I mean, this just. We're already almost into hour two of this show and haven't even gotten to the uh, recaps. Well, that's what happens when we have eight stupid people saying stupid. Wait, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve total stupid people saying stupid things. I just closed the podcast notes, too. What do we have yet? Oh, yeah! Do you have anything else to say on Heisman finalists real quick? You about to say something? Uh, Aiden probably at best third. I don't think he's Listen, passing younger Stroud. No, I definitely do. Like, fired. I have nothing against him being there, and him being there, like, I get it. Um, I think this is one of those years where you have five, six guys who all could and should be there. Yeah. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson's just the guy who was. Honestly, you could even say you have nine guys if you look at Jordan Lewis and, um, Richardson out of Alabama, but yeah. again, defensive players, it's it's hard for them to slide in there. Nothing against it. I was wrong, though. I'm I didn't gonna know skip, this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to skip the bit, the Twitter interaction, just because we have been rambling on forever. Yeah. Let me finish the news. <laughs> but the Philadelphia Flyers say I had an interaction with a Flyers and Phillies and 76ers 
and somehow randomly a Packers fan. Randomly a Packers fan that thinks college football is irrelevant. Yeah, college football doesn't matter in terms of uh, anything. He said that uh, when any of your teams are good, then you can essentially be at this table. Okay, great. 76ers aren't good. The Flyers are also really bad. The Flyers are really bad. We're going to get to that momentarily. The uh, Phillies missed playoffs just like the Tigers did. And he's a bandwagon Packer fan. So there's that. Yeah. Let's move on with the Flyers news, though. The Flyers have fired head coach Elaine Vigneault and assistant coach Michelle Terrien after losing 7-1 to Tampa Bay. And they've lost eight in a row. Fair and enough. fuck Philly. What do you got? Um, yeah, this news doesn't shock me. I just threw this in here because I knew you were going. <laughs> I knew you would probably want it. Um, also, it's distinctly possible right now. Philly, Philly lost nine in a row. They lost to New Jersey three nothing today. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> they suck. They're bad. Um, after, let's move on. After after that Twitter interaction, I. I I wish nothing but bad on Philly, but there's another Twitter uh, conglomerate that I might hate more. We'll get to it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you University of Cincinnati head ball coach Luke Fickle has been named National Coach of the Year. Fickle led, Fickle led UC to the college football playoff promised land. Not quite to the national title yet, but remains to be seen. Um and UC happens to be the first ever group of five group of five team to make the playoff. Michigan yeah, fans, Michigan State, do you have anything to say before I go on this last bit? I'll get to it after. Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, Utah fans, and somehow and illogically, LSU fans are all mad about it. LSU? Yeah, I saw some LSU fans who were upset about this. They wanted Coach O. Yeah. No. Maybe they just didn't want Luke Fickle. Um, <clears throat> so, for the, the point, I can't speak for MSU, Utah, for whatever fucking reason, LSU. Um, Michigan fans, I can speak to somewhat. And it just boils down to what's a bigger, bigger accomplishment. Cincinnati was ranked at the start of the season. Michigan was not. Michigan was the first team that made it into the college football playoff that was unranked at the start of the season. But at the same time, the group of five. The group of five that never stood a chance. They have been shot down by the committee every fucking chance that they had. And just got just got burned. <clears throat> I'm not mad that, that Jim Harbaugh did not win coach of the year. Um I I definitely like that he was in the running for it. That's yeah, and he I'm deserved mad. to be. I no, I will say. Real quick. Did you ever think those words would come out of your mouth? 
I mean, with what he, I with what he did this year, I mean, hey, with how I mean, bad, I mean, twenty twenty, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody thought this. It's just nobody. Yeah, that is true. Happen, but God, I will say, last year is honestly looking to be more and more like an anomaly for a lot of teams. Um, in terms of just results, um, for Utah fans, wanting Kyle Winning- Whittingham, Utah wasn't really bad last year. They went three and two, and they only played five games. They chose to not participate in a bowl game. In 2019, they went eleven and three, eight and one in the um, Pac-12, first in the South Division. So, like, they finished 16th in 2019. Remains to be seen what happens here in 2021. I, like, it's not like Kyle Whittingham, it's not like Kyle Whittingham took a atrocious team and made them good. Kyle Whittingham has been there for a long time, by the way. Kyle Whittingham has been there since, I just closed the page, I don't know why. Um, He's been there since 2005. He's been their only coach since Urban Meyer. Eek. Been there since 2005. Like, it's not like he took a really bad team and made them good. So I I, I, I don't get it. Um, Michigan State fans, I... Yeah, Mel Tucker won Big Ten Coach of the Year, I think. Didn't he? He did. Like, he, uh, he, he sure did. <clears throat> Bronze medal consolation prize. I I get it a little bit from Michigan State fans. A, a little bit. But not enough. <laughs> not enough. You still, you still <laughs> lost more. You might have beaten Michigan. You still lost more Big Ten games. Congrats. Bronze medal for you guys. And yeah, Michigan State Pray was... That- Absolutely. Spray the champagne, boys. Michigan State was absolutely <laughs> atrocious last year. And on this same show, same podcast, we thought Michigan State was going to be even more atrocious this year. Or just as atrocious. We were both wrong, but... We did indeed say that they were going to be the worst team in the Big Ten. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Did Michigan State deserve to be there? Or did Michigan State... Was Michigan State supposed to be the third, te- third best Big Ten team in the conference? No. Probably not, but it was Kenneth uh, Walker. no. It was Kenneth Walker. It was because of Kenneth Walker. That's, that's why. That's why I tell MSU fans I've been saying it for weeks. Have fun, have fun when he's gone. Um, you Michigan got that f- Wisconsin guy. There ain't no way. There ain't no way. He's as good. If he was, he'd be starting at Wisconsin. That's what I'm saying. Um, Michigan fans, I I get it a little bit. Same thing with Michigan State fans, but. Luke Fickle, I mean, I, I, since 2019, has lost two games at Ohio, or has lost, no, actually, I think he, I, yeah, I think he's lost two games since 2019. I, I can't speak to the to the entirety of the Michigan fan base, but I, I don't have a problem with Luke Fickle winning. I really thought it was sort of a toss-up between Fickle and Harbaugh, because you're, you're looking at two milestones that are very similar, I think, like, 
not even ranked in the preseason for Harbaugh. Uh, Cincinnati was ranked, but they're a group of five team. They made it. So I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm slightly wrong. Cincinnati has lost four games since 2019. They lost to Ohio State in 2019. Well, a lot of teams lost to Ohio State in 2019. In fact, in 2019, everybody but Clemson lost to Ohio State. Everybody that Ohio State played. They lost to Memphis twice in 2019. Last year, they only lost to Georgia. And look where Georgia is now. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. And finally, um, I will just quickly sprint through this piece of news so we can get going. Ohio State hires Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles as the new defensive coordinator for Ohio State. Uh, Knowles led one of the best defenses in the nation as the Pokes were third in total yards, tied for sixth slash eighth in points allowed, first in sacks, fifth in rushing yards allowed. Um, Ryan Day redeemed himself for letting Quinn Ewers leave. That's it. Moving on. Hey. <clears throat> anything, anything to add? I know. I don't know if that's quite a redemption. I mean, for... he's made it better. Made it better. All right. I'll say that much. Um. Yeah, it's not a full redemption, but he's made it better. Um, Pac-12 Conference Championship. Utah beat Oregon thirty-eight to ten. Nothing to say here. Oregon's dead. Did, Utah's. Did did you change the graphic? Yes. Hey. Yes, I did. Um, just a solid, a quick note on this. I mean, we we both say all the time. It's hard to beat the same team twice. Utah beat the same team twice, scoring the same amount of points and only allowing three more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oregon is terrible against Utah. That Oregon team we saw at the beginning of the season that beat Ohio State is not there. Kevion Thibodeau is not going to be the number one overall draft pick. No. No, he's not. And thank God for that. I never wanted him. I never once wanted him. I would gladly take Aiden if that's the if that's the direction over those two. Because honestly, it's a weak draft. Give me fucking Aiden Hutchinson. Um, let's roll. Keep going on. Conference USA UTSA beat Western Kentucky forty nine forty one. That's a barn burner, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, the SEC Alabama forty one Georgia twenty four. Alabama looks like they're good at football. Nick Saban pulled some voodoo magic. Proved us wrong. That's all I got. Um, yeah, we did be- both pick Georgia in the picks. You uh, have said, and I've uh, reiterated at times, uh, that the game could be played over and over and over again, and Georgia would still win. Yeah, Oops. no. <laughs> we I were think- right. I think we have overestimated Georgia quite a lot. They so, really have a weaker side of the SEC. They do, yes. It, it isn't really there. I'm not saying that defense isn't good, but they just let Bryce Young and everybody on that Alabama offense, even with an injury to their one of their top wide receivers, do whatever the fuck so, they want. So I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm sure we will do a – Today is not a time for a Michigan-Georgia preview. Nope. It is not. We'll save that for a few weeks. We got a couple weeks between now and then. Yeah, we will save that for a couple weeks. Um, Alabama did what you need to do against 
a defense like Georgia, and you need to go at them, and you need to go at them fast. That's what Alabama did. And that's that's why they scored forty one points, and Georgia struggled. That's all. Mich- um, we'll we'll get to Michigan Iowa here in a few minutes because that was the nightcap Saturday. Um, okay. All right. Fair. I'll let you take that after we get through all these other ones because I don't think either of us have much to say about the the rest of these. Other than this next one. Um, Big 12 action. Baylor beat Oklahoma State 21 to 16. What the fuck was Oklahoma State doing on that final, those final four plays? Holy shit. I could have came what up with something do- better. What were they doing the entire game? Every time they got in the red zone, that was, that was the plan. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. Didn't work. What do they do at the end of the game after it hasn't worked all game? Same thing. Let's just keep pounding the rock. And then on the uh. final play. Let's run it outside, but our running back decides he's going to just dive instead of actually just run he's into the end zone. one guy to beat. And he had the angle be, on the guy. Be a man and fucking just put a body to him. You, you just make, you initiate contact, you're in the end zone. Cut back. Truck the do, do something. He had the angle on the guy. I know. Like that's what I makes it worse. Oh. Yeah. That was painful to watch. Yeah. Uh, moving Oklahoma, on. Oklahoma was the only chance, or Oklahoma State rather, was the only chance to get in Georgia. Bounced out of the playoffs, and they they tanked. Yeah. Whether they if they. If they won, okay. If they beat Baylor soundly, I think they get in. It's possible. Um, Let's move on. American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati, I, well, I kind of talked about this in the news. I didn't say the score. Cincinnati beat Houston 35-20. Not a pretty game. Houston was in it for a little bit. And then the second half, game second half Cincinnati kind of ran away. I, I watched this game for about three drives. It was ugly. It was not pretty in the early going. They settled down a little bit. I mean, about what everyone expected. Um, The ass conference. I mean, I mean the ACC conference. Pitt demolished Wake Forest 45-21. Uh, Kenny Pickett had this cool fake slide and confused the defense. Ooh. Ran in for a touchdown. Ah. <laughs> uh, Open up a can of worms on that fake slide. That's <clears throat> that that is asking for for targeting calls. I agree. Because, because it, you got guys that go down slide, you're still gonna have guys coming in full speed. People are gonna start doing things like that. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really wild. Defense just got a whole lot tougher. Uh, I did not expect Pitt to hold Wake Forest to three touchdowns. I thought I Wake Forest either. would would uh, show up a little bit more offensively, but uh, they did not. And uh, we move on to this conference. Um, the Mountain West. Brady Hoke did not win. Utah State no. scored forty six. San Diego State scored thirteen. Nobody cares. Anything to say about former Michigan coach Brady Hoke?
Are the hand farts not not they 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 never transfer on this mic? <laughs> no, why they do the, not. Why do the hand farts? Oh, I'm just gonna start saying hand fart because <laughs> I can see it's not even registering. Jesus Christ! No hand fart. <laughs> okay, Sunbelt Conference. I was hand farting. I was hand farting the entire time that you were talking about the Mountain West Championship. <laughs> So obviously, as I've said, no one fucking cares. Uh, Sun Belt. Nah. Unless you're a fan of Utah State, which is probably one person. Ah, dude, let's let's be fair here. Two. <laughs> um. Sun Belt, Louisiana beat Appalachian State twenty four sixteen. Yep, saw that coming. Ah, uh, yeah. Mac, Northern Illinois beat Kent State forty one twenty three. Huh. Saw that coming. Yeah. No Rocky Lombardi. They played better. Yeah. What do you know? Unless Rocky Lombardi played. I don't know if he did. I don't believe he did, but I didn't watch this game. Let's be honest. Um, Two games that happened just because that I'm going to talk about because they were in the picks. Uh, Jackson State beat Prairie View A&M. Go primetime. He's going to be a coach at a Division One school maybe. Possibly, who knows? Depends it, on if he wants to. If he wants to, I think he he the passion that he's had for Jacksonville State. I don't know if he goes yet. Jackson State, not even Jacksonville State. Jackson State. I keep screwing that up. <laughs> yeah, and then USC lost to Cal twenty four fourteen. In the who the fuck cares about this game? That game. Cal won twenty four fourteen. I don't even understand why it was being played. Like there was no eligibility on the line it was just po- the game was postponed from a few weeks ago and they decided I to play know it that but why decide to play it other than just one team trying to add a win to their overall total i i, I don't know yeah and now the big 10 championship i will say the score jordan will talk about it uh Ooh. michigan won 42 to 3 over iowa iowa is bad big 10 west is bad that Iowa offense, oh my god, they're terrible. That's all I gotta say. I'll I will have a few things to say after Jordan talks about Michigan. I'm actually going to lead off with Iowa because oh. after that game, all the Iowa fans on on Twitter want Brian Fer- Brian Ferentz especially, but Kurt Ferentz in a lesser amount fired because their game plan and the way that they work games, I would say it's 1980. It's probably before that. 1970. 1960. In what world are you playing field position in 2021? Uh, when you have every, an offense that can't score points. Every other team in the country, outside of maybe the service academies, have moved on from that style of football. Like, good lord. What are you doing? You're punting from your own territory. For for nothing. I mean, the... the their their punter was very good, and for a quarter, for that second quarter, he had us. 
Like he pinned us in deep. They they got a stop. We punted again. The Iowa offense did nothing again. <coughs> pinned us in deep again. Yeah. That second quarter of that game is just 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 shit. Oh, Iowa's defense almost got, Iowa's defense almost got safety. But eventually Iowa just got tired. Iowa's defense just got tired. It was a lot closer of a game than forty two to three, but that that was it's 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 in in the year twenty twenty one when everyone else is evolving. Fucking hell, even Jim Harbaugh's evolving. Josh Gaddis is evolving. And yet Words words stuck. no one expected to utter. Jim Harbaugh is evolving as a coach. I didn't expect it. Thought we were gonna see the same thing forever. Um and yet Iowa is just they're there. And they did what they did, which wasn't much of anything. Oh my god. It was a painful game to watch as a football fan. It was brutal. As a Michigan fan, it's just... (laughs) There are no notes to say about the game. Really. Just gonna focus on how I feel about everything that's transpired with this team. 2% chance. 2% 2% chance is what Michigan was given to win the Big Ten at the start of this season. Which I will I will personally say real quick, slightly unfair. Because um, it was all based off of last year. But, yes. I mean, basically, but you got a whole bunch of returning guys from the year before. Haskins, McNamara, Hutchinson. All the stars from this season were there a year ago. I mean, Aiden was hurt. Let's say Hutchinson was but, he was on the roster, but he wasn't there. Yeah, he he got hurt, but I mean one you know, one star defensive end ain't gonna transition your record from two and whatever the fuck to the opposite whatever the fuck <laughs> to twelve and one. Well, I mean, no, I meant more so for for last year oh yeah what were we two and two and six two and four i don't know two and four i think because i think you only played (laughs) six games of the eight that yes that that is correct as did you yeah (laughs) the regular season yeah thanks maryland (laughs) hey Thank yourselves for one of those. No, we got it was it was Maryland. Oh, Maryland gave you COVID. Yeah, we. Um, Maryland was no Maryland was the reason that we had the uh, COVID out or COVID cancel. There was enough. Because we only uh, missed Maryland and um. <laughs> different time, different place. Yeah, it is what it is. Yes. Um. Man, this 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 season, I'll just I'll just describe how I feel about this Michigan team. Holy fuck! Like been been on this on this damn roller coaster for fucking seven years under Harbaugh. Just been getting our ass kicked left and right in every other big game. 
for for so long and just to to be finally to a place where we can compete with a team that that we that nobody thought could could do anything yeah Cade McNamara the fuck is that guy like it's just everything else like I see Hassan Haskins get get discussed in the same way that like a mid-tier Big Ten running back would 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 get discussed. It's just it, it's it's all season long, and I think this team fuels off that, and they feed off that, and they they hear the people talking down on them, and go out there and just prove it. It's it's little brother every week. They hear the talk and they say, "Hey, look, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna get ours." And uh, you know, we've as a Michigan fan, I've I've heard it all season. Well, you're not you're not gonna be Washington. That's just it, when the season opens. Washington, Washington's ranked. You guys suck. Guys, guys lost four games a year ago. You only won two. It suck. You don't have anybody new. Well, Washington goes out, loses to Montana. <laughs> Once we beat Washington, oh, Washington sucks. They're they're terrible. Ah, they suck. You go out. Be Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin sucks. They lost to, I think, Penn State. They're, they're no good. Uh, they're to play somebody. And that argument's defense, Wisconsin was ass that time of year. They were really bad that time of year. They were, they were atrocious. Uh, but continue. Couple, couple weeks of meaninglessness. Uh... <clears throat> Michigan State game happened, and it fucking happened. And I maintain that we don't beat Ohio State. We don't win the Big Ten title with without losing to MSU because that that loss taught that team a lot. It taught Harbaugh, it taught Harbaugh a lot. <clears throat> Harbaugh was able to learn something from a football game. Like, just you look at the tempo that MSU used. Ohio State tried to use it and catch us in. Spots that the same spots that MSU did that resulted in three too many men on the field penalties, and they learned from that. <clears throat> they got better with tempo. It's the way it went. Oh my god! <clears throat> but just all season long, like I've heard, you have no shot. Did Michigan has no shot against X number of opponents? Probably half or more of the opponents on our schedule. Hawkeyes by a million. If you saw the flag at the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, And now we get to Michigan winning the Big Ten Championship. And they face Georgia. And a lot of people are saying, 
Ah, Georgia's Georgia's gonna roll them. Georgia's Georgia easy. And ain't even gonna be close. Georgia by three scores. Blah blah blah. This Michigan team, whether they lose or not, <clears throat> irrelevant. They have they have proven so many doubters wrong all season long. Like, even including myself, to be honest, to a point. Once we lost MSU, like, it's like, man, when are we gonna win the big game? And then all of a sudden that we finally got some decent coaching. And th- this team learned from it, and they got better, <clears throat> and everything, everything followed, and you know, cardboard cutout says says what it says. What happens if we win out, huh? The words well, of Cade McNamara in the locker room. This happened. It, this 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 fucking happened. Yeah. And I can't I can't even I can't even speak to, you know. You talk about Cade McNamara's play on the field. You can't. You can't tell the effect that his leadership has on this team. That that guy, it's that guy's a fucking incredible guy. Like he goes out there, he does his business, he doesn't make mistakes, and he just does what's what's best for the team. And man, I love Cade. I love, I fucking love Gabe, but, and what, what happens with Georgia doesn't, doesn't take away from, from this season for me. I mean, this, this season was, was supposed to be shit. I mean, we were supposed to go, what, seven and four, seven and five, whatever the fucking, whatever the, whatever the people predicted, eight and four at the best, best chance. And here we are. I mean, beat Ohio State, Big Ten champions, out of fucking nowhere. Like, love it. I mean, if I if I sound like sort of like like awestruck by it, like fuck, ma'am. Like, it's it's been ten years since since we beat Ohio State. That game meant nothing. We were both bad, but to beat Ohio State when it means something is 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 special and uh i would i will buy a million seem to work out well uh <clears throat> so michigan is is in their first college football playoffs and i'm i i would <clears throat> anticipate that that both michigan state fans and ohio state fans have have felt this way when their team made the playoff for the first time. Like uh when fourteen happened, I mean I can't speak for Michigan State fans. Michigan State fans have only been there once. Um yeah. when fourteen happened, I wasn't really shocked. I was shocked I mean I was a little bit because of the loss to Virginia Tech. But in when they made it yeah, in fourteen Yeah. When they made <laughs> I it in that. Yeah, and then Virginia Tech only won like one game the rest of the year after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um when they made it in 14, I wasn't really shocked because at the time the Big 12 didn't have a conference champion. And so T- both TCU and Baylor ended tied, I believe, for Big 12 champion. Or something something weird like that cuz Baylor and TCU were a uh, 5 and 6. Ohio State beat Wisconsin, who was ranked number three at the time, 
59 to nothing. So I wasn't really shocked. I mean, it was it was awesome. I didn't. I was more shocked that Ohio State beat both Alabama and Oregon that year and won the national title. 2016, I don't believe Ohio State deserved to be there because they lost to a Penn State team that lost to Pitt. <laughs> Neither here nor there. We aren't here to talk about Ohio State and their college football playoff appearances. Um, but, but I digress. I mean, yeah, to wrap up this bit, so we can move on to the NFL and move move the fuck on. But I, uh, I just this 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 is special. I will I will never forget this season. This has been phenomenal, even with the lost MSU. Thirty-seven, thirty-five. Enjoy your bronze medal, MSU. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to say one last thing on this, and I do not want to take. I'm not taking anything away from Michigan. I'm going to throw that out there right now. Michigan showed up to Indianapolis and played who they were supposed to play. That's all you can do. Yep. This is on the Big Ten. Not. This is nothing against Michigan. I. Am not, I am not a fan of the Michigan Wolverines. Everybody knows that. That is uh, very clear. Um, but here in this very moment in time, I am not trying to say anything negative about the Michigan Wolverines. The Big Ten needs a conference realignment. Where was... I, 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 I really do... It's not that I disagree with this. Where was this, where was this talk when Ohio State was beaten? The West. Oh, oh it needed to happen too. Year. It needed to happen too. The only difference is, I mean, they were playing Wisconsin, or they, yeah, playing Wisconsin, and everybody loves Ohio State Wisconsin matchups for no reason. The Ohio State Wisconsin matchup is the literal is probably one of the most boring matchups you can find in the Big Ten. I mean, just just totally different teams. Ohio State's all pace. Let's let's score quick. Let's score fast. Wisconsin is not that. Yeah. Like, no, I I don't disagree with you. The fact that like, there needed to be more talk about that, I think the only reason that there wasn't as much is because for whatever reason, Big Ten fans get a massive erection anytime Ohio State and Wisconsin play each other. I don't know why. It makes no sense to me. Like, I hate... I, I, I hate... Fuck don't. But I, then again, I'm not necessarily a quote-unquote Big Ten fan. Whatever I, the fuck that is. Yeah, I hate when Ohio State plays Wisconsin because it's the m- most boring game of all time, and it sometimes ends up being close for no reason, and the game drags out for eternity, which also makes no sense because Wisconsin holds the ball forever. Um, I just... I have noticed more talk about this conference realignment. We We have to... We have to change things, and you know it should. I did. I could have included this, and stupid people, stupid people say stupid things. I I saw it should have been Michigan Ohio State in a rematch. One week later. Yeah, I'm not. I noticed that this week. Like, why is that a thing? It's not all of a sudden. The Big Ten has a problem. But I mean, the Big Ten's had a problem a for more, a while. It's a more vocal problem now than it was when Ohio State was winning every year. Like, I will. Just, go ahead. I will agree with that. I, that, that was, that, that's essentially what I had. I agree with that, and I 
do not like the fact that it's becoming a more vocal problem. It, I mean, some of it could just be the the Big Ten is or the Big Ten West is zero and eight now. Yep. Um, sure but it needs to. Ha- it, it does need to happen. It 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 won't. Unfortunately, um, well, the um, Big Ten realignment conversation, we, you and I will have it at a later time. Our, but let's move on. One quick, actually, never mind. Let's move on to the NFL. That was my only piece. Is like this, and again, it's not Michigan's fault. This, this does need it does need to happen. Like this is getting bad. <laughs> either that, or just the West needs to get better. Um, yeah. Um, NFL recap week thirteen. We're gonna fly through this uh, until Jordan gets to talk about the charge or the Lions. Um, we're gonna fly through this. Dallas beat New Orleans twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, uh, Taysom Hill threw four interceptions. Tampa Bay beat. Oh, sorry, hand fart. Oh, I tried to make I tried to make the noise. It didn't. It did. Don't register. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay beat Atlanta 33-17. No one cares. Um, Expect it. Huh, we get to talk about our teams here and back-to-back, uh, back-to-back right here. Oh, boy. I, um, I don't have much to say about this game. Uh, the, <laughs> the Los Angeles, surprisingly, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 41-22. The Chargers just showed up to play football. That's and it. Almost blew it. Almost blew it. And then some just... Bengals turned the ball over four times, maybe five. I can't remember the exact number. Um, four or five times. You can't win games when you turn the ball over that many times. Bengals brought it, came back and brought it close. We're down 24-22, and then the Chargers went on to win 41-22. The Chargers showed up to play football. That's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all about of a sudden, yeah. out of nowhere. Chargers, a couple, for a little while, were playing bad football, and... Did I forget to change the scenes? I did not. Okay, we're good. Um, Chargers are an inconsistent team. That's it. Detroit, the Detroit Football Lions win a game. They are now 1-10-1. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 29-27. Vikings might be bad. Not taking anything away from the Lions, but the Vikings. <laughs> they might be bad, it's not taking away anything from the Lions. Lions are worse, but oh my god! My only note on this game: I watched all of it. Unfortunately, I watched just about all of it too. Fourth quarter. Yes. Uh, three-ish minutes to go, I believe. If I also, remember yes. correctly. Dan Campbell decided to go for it on fourth down. Fourth and one. On his own 31-yard line. That he did. Fourth and one. What, what would you say? Pass or run? So, I'm going to throw a disclaimer in here. 
there was about a 10-minute period during the fourth quarter when I was like, the Vikings suck so bad they're not going to win this game. So I went and took a shower. I I knew as soon as that halftime score 20 to seven or uh, 20 to six happened, I was like, the Vikings are going to have a good side of that. This um, is what the Lions do. So I missed actually, I actually missed this scenario. I fourth and one from my own 30. I would punt first off. Dan Campbell did not do that. So what would I have thought? And I do know what happened now, by the mm-hmm. way. What would I have done if I was not going to punt on fourth and one? Not throw a pass. I'd quarterback sneak, fullback dive, quarterback, handoff, quarterback handoff run to the running the, back, run, run. Run the football. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. You have a solid offensive line. Run Considered the one of the best in the league. Run the ball. But we all know they tried to throw. Jared Goff scrambles out into the flat. Gets strip sacked. The Vikings get the ball. They score. We're down. And then the Vikings defense. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. No, no earthly idea. It's none. I don't know. Good for Dan Campbell. For the people saying, "Oh, hey, why why the Lions celebrate like they won the Super Bowl?" Or why you know, act like you've been there before. This 2021 Lions team hasn't fucking been there before, and they might not be there ever again this year. I hope not, because if we win another game, we're in we're in the danger zone. Because a tie is treated like more than a loss. And there's a couple two-win teams out there. Yeah. So, please lose out. Is that all you Uh, got? Yes. Uh. Moving on. Miami beat the New York Giants 20-9. to The Giants are bad. Hey, that kind of came through a little bit. Hey! Um, Continuing to move on. Gardner Minshew and the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Jets 33-18. to The Jets are terrible. Gardner Minshew should be a starter somewhere. I don't know where, but he should. With um, how bad this draft class is, he probably will next year. He probably will. Um, moving on. The Indianapolis Colts behind Jonathan Taylor's two touchdowns, which uh, won me my lock of the week from backdoor cover. Um, Beat the Houston Texans 31-0. The Texans are terrible. Continuing. Yeah. Washington football team beat Las Vegas 17-15. Vegas has some problems. Not shocking. Vegas has some problems. Uh, Yeah. The football team has won 17-15 back-to-back weeks. Also, yes. Um, the LA Rams beat the Jacksonville Jaguars by 30. Score was 37 to 7. Rams looked like a the football team that a lot of people thought they were going to be. Sure, it was against Jack or against Jacksonville, but they needed that game. Let's keep going. Pittsburgh needed this win, just needed it. Beat Baltimore 20 to 19 because John Harbaugh, not Jim Harbaugh, 
John Harbaugh had a case of the stupid and went for two when he could have tied it. And, well, the tight end who Lamar Jackson threw to dropped the pass. Let's just hope that this trend of going for two late in the game when you can go to overtime just ends. That's that's where I'm at with this. Coaches need to stop worrying about getting the tie. Uh, like just if you if, like, especially if you're a team that the Ravens dropped from the number one seed. I believe they're now the um. Let me check. I believe they now dropped to the three seed. I could be wrong. You have so much to lose and very minimal to gain. Yeah, the Why? Ravens. The Ravens with that loss dropped to the three seed from the one from the one seed. The Ravens probably at eight four and one had they gotten that tie probably would have been the two seed because the Titans didn't play this week. Yeah, so much to lose and well. Yeah. Seattle looked like a good football team, kind of. They beat San Francisco, who was one of the highest football teams in the NFL, 30-23. to 23. Kansas City beat Denver 22-9. This game sucked. I forgot to put the Monday night score on the notes. Um, well, that game was not good. We'll say that much. We will say that much. Um... I will pull the score up. I said I will pull the score up because I already forgot it. Patriots won 14-10. Patriots. Mac Jones threw three passes. Yeah. Mac Jones threw three passes. The Patriots ran the ball 46 times. All I'm going to say, Bill Belichick looks like a genius. Um... Coaches and or fans in Buffalo are very upset with uh, Buffalo coaching staff, um, and McDermott, Sean McDermott for some of just the stupid, not good play calling. Like New England was never in a spot, or Buffalo was never in a spot where they really needed to throw the ball until very late in the game, and you still throw the ball thirty times, yeah, and run the ball twenty five. I don't get it. Um, Sean McDermott, for whatever reason, doesn't want to give Belichick any give Belichick all of the credit for uh, this win, even though this was very much a Bill Belichick win. Like Sean McDermott just got completely out coached. Smart fucking football with yes. conditions, everything. It's it's why Belichick's so good. Yeah, and a lot of people owe Bill Belichick an apology. Oh yeah. I am not one of those people, thankfully. I am only half of those people. I said it last year. I was like, Belichick is still greatest, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I even said it on this podcast. It's just when you go from losing the greatest quarterback of all time to having a lot of inconsistencies. Cam Newton looked good at first for New England, and then he got hurt, and then I believe he also had co- tested positive for COVID at one point. And they yep. just they had a rotating door at quarterback. And what can you do? Nada. However, do you have anything to add on the New England Buffalo game? Buffalo's in some yep. trouble right now. Yes, they are. Uh is it time for the pucks? I mean picks. 
It's not the pucks yet, but it is the picks. It's time for the picks. We have one college game for the NCAA regular season title. Yes. One. Yes, we do. Do you want to tell the people what it is? Well, Austin leads the picks by one game. Yes, I do. Make sure I gotta make sure I have the graphic up. I do. Okay, good. We can, we can share the regular season title if I win this week. That is true. This, this could be game, really awkward if we pick the same team. I can't. <laughs> no matter what you pick, I can't. <laughs> This game is not in our CBS Pick'em, as it has been uh, throughout all of the regular season. Uh, CBS doesn't have a Week 15, and Army-Navy is not there. But it Are we going to be able to Army. do bowl games on CBS? Probably not. We'll have to, I'll have to figure, figure it out. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Army versus Navy. In Philly, I believe, unless they've changed the site of that game. No, MetLife Stadium this year. Oh, they, oh, they have. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa. Holy shit. <clears throat> Big time place. Uh, Army is minus seven and a half. Okay, good. A home, we have the same spread. Good. For, technically a home game for Army. Who do you got? Army v. Navy. So, the weather is meaningless because these two teams throw the ball a whole seven times a game. Combined. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be gorgeous there in New York on Saturday, 3 p.m. Um, 66 degrees. A little bit of cloud cover, according to ESPN and who's going through AccuWeather. Um, we'll talk about some of the other betting lines on Friday on backdoor cover, I'm sure. So, Army is a seven and a half point favorite. Here are some stats. So I know you're gonna go to the other team that I pick. Yep, I have to. Yep, Army is scoring thirty five point five points per game. Notre Dame or Navy is scoring twenty point twenty point four points per game. Army is allowing twenty two point eight. Navy is scoring or is allowing twenty nine point six. Round that up to thirty. You can round Army's up to. 23. Army's offense, 394.8, count that to 395 yards per game. 301 of it is on the ground, 94 of it is through the air. Um, Navy, on the other hand, 283 uh, yards per game, 228, 229 round up to... Uh, for rushing and 54 and a half you just call that 54 55 would it take your pick there for um i think you would actually have to take 54 for that number for 283 down uh for passing yards allowed army is allowing 324 yards per game navy 360 army is allowing 220 yards passing a Navy 228 passing yards is fucking irrelevant. No one cares. 
neither I'm of these teams are, neither of these teams are really gonna pass. Um Army rush yards allowed one oh three point six so one oh seven. Uh Navy one thirty one point six so one thirty two. There's your stat breakdown. Army, eight and three on the season, six and five against the spread. Navy, three and eight on the season, seven, four, and zero oh against the spread. I, at seven and a half points, am taking the Army Black Knights. Navy just can't score points. No. Navy just can't score points or run an offense. Like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I could be wrong. But it's just arm Navy can't Navy can't run an offense. Well So I'm taking Army. Being, without it being said, I'm gonna take Navy. <laughs> I it's it's what I have to do to tie heading into the bowl games. Uh I wish I didn't have to do it, but it's all that I can do. I lose by two or retie. That's that's the way it goes. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> all I can do. Again, wish I didn't have to do it, but here we are. Fair enough. I get it. You got to go for it here. Thursday night football. Yep, it is time for NFL. N- the NFL picks let the people know where we're at. I am at 103-91. I have a four-game lead on Jordan, who is at 99-95. and 95. Here going into week 14 of the NFL? Question mark? Yep. Week 14. Uh, sounds right. Beautiful. I uh, just checked the notes we had. We just did a week 13 recap, so yes, that would logically imply week 14. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into the NFL. <laughs> Steelers head to Minneapolis. They take on the Vikings. Both teams need this game extremely bad. Vikings minus three and a half. (sighs) Well, the Vikings lost to the Bengals, and I haven't picked teams that have lost to the Bengals a whole lot this year. Even more so, though, the Vikings lost to the Lions. Yes, they did. (laughs) Yes, they fucking did. I can't take Minnesota. Give me Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin will find a way to screw this up. I don't know if Mike Tomlin will find a way to screw this up, but I'm I'm on Pittsburgh as well. Uh, you don't pick teams that lose to the Bengals. I don't pick teams that lose to the Lions, especially in 2021. I'm saying, which is only one team. Right. Funny uh, enough, Falcons. this game did put me in an odd scenario because Pittsburgh did also lose to the Bengals twice. Uh, battle of five and seven teams. Uh, AFC, whatever the fuck matchup. NFC. Falcons. <clears throat> NFC, whatever the fuck matchup. Excuse me. <clears throat> Falcons and Panthers. Five and seven versus five and seven. Uh, Panthers minus three and a half. Oh, boy. 
the Panthers. I was just yawning because that's how boring this game is. Uh-huh. Um, Panthers without Christian McCaffrey kind of suck. Yep. Cam might not have been the one. Who's even starting this game? I don't know. Probably Cam. <laughs> Give me Atlanta either way. Atlanta may not win, but they'll cover at least. God damn it. Taking Atlanta as well. Uh, Ravens on a down downward spiral. Eight and four on the year, but they've lost to what? Two in a row? believe so. Ay ay ay. They are dogs. Plus two and a half at the Browns. Uh, they just beat the Browns a couple weeks ago, 16 to 10. Yep. So they're actually not on a spiral of two in a row. Oh boy, this kind of just makes my question a bit more, my pick a bit more awkward now. I have to think about this for a second. I was originally th- wanting to think Browns, because the Browns need this win. Both teams need it. The Ravens really need this win too. Um, <sighs> Fuck it, give me the Ravens. Actually, yeah. Give me the Ravens. Damn it. Why? Fine. Uh, I'm on the Ravens as well. I have not actually made my picks yet this week. (laughs) I'm doing it now as we go. Can't even do it with the Browns. I can't. Uh, NFC East matchup. Cowboys at the football team. Eight and four versus six and six. Football team getting four and a half. I want to take the football team. I do too. I really want to. I just. I can't right now. Landon Collins is questionable with a foot injury. Jonathan Allen questionable. Um. <sighs> this team's starting to get a little banged up, which. A team, uh, Chase Young obviously out, by the way, for any of you who have not been keeping up. Um, this Cowboys offense is good, so give me the Cowboys. I I wish I didn't have to take the Cowboys here. The, I the wish I didn't have to either. Football team's been a, been a wagon for the last few weeks, but uh, I, I cannot. It's It's just not enough points. They are. Uh, this screams like thirty-four ten. Yeah. <clears throat> like Dallas defense has been better than what uh, the football teams have been facing, and that Dallas offense is something that that has been down the last few weeks. But they get back this week. I think I'm thinking Dallas. Fair. Plus or minus the four and a half. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the road. They head to Nissan Stadium to take on the Titans. Titans minus nine and a half. Give me the Titans. Even without Derrick Henry, give me the Titans. If this spread was ten and a half, I could do something different. But, you know, it isn't. And in, in in fact, this spread has actually gone down live. It's eight and a half. But... 
fuck eight and a half, I would really take the Titans. Right. <clears throat> a lot of points, but it's it's the Jags. Ja- the it's Jacksonville the Jaguars Jags. just lost by thirty. Uh-huh. Had they maybe kept the um Ram kept it close against the Rams, I would be wanting to. Excuse me, wanting to take the Rams or take Jacksonville, but they just lost lost by thirty. <laughs> they just lost by thirty. Ra- <clears throat> Raiders at Chargers or no. uh, Chiefs rather. Uh, nine and a half is what the Chiefs are giving to the Las Vegas Raiders. Chiefs are hot, sort of, kind of. Ravens are cold, sort of, kind of. The Raiders have problems. <laughs> yes. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes thinks they're starting to get back to their old ways. So give me the Chiefs. And I just can't pick I'm the gonna, Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders here. I know it's a bad, bad call, but... In this game especially, I will take point. That's that's where I'm at. Fair enough. Definitely fair enough. Chiefs just haven't been consistent enough. I will take the points here. Uh, Saints at Jets, the who the fuck cares bowl. Uh, Jets getting five and a half. The Jets are terrible. The Saints aren't great. The Jets are terrible. Give me the Saints. Five and a half is not enough. It it it's not for me to take the Jets. No, it's it's a weird number as well. So Saints. Uh, last last game of the one o'clock slate. Seahawks big win last week against the Niners. Uh, probably more for pride <laughs> than anything else. They yeah. now take on the Houston Texans. Texans plus seven and a half. You go bring the people in on this one? Oh, yeah. We haven't heard from the people. All week. All picks. Yeah. 31% of the people are on the Texans, which do you know what that means? I do. CBS might not because their math is sometimes goofy. Their math is sometimes goofy, but not this time. 31% of the people are on the Texans, which means... 69% 69% of the people are on the Seahawks. Oh, boy. First off, if you have... Nice. <laughs> I was setting the up for that part, too. I saw the number. I was like, okay, we're going to set somebody up for this. Um, First uh-huh. off, if you have $16.48 and you're in Houston, save your $16.48. though. (laughs) This game's going to be terrible. Some people, and secondly, some people say I'm a man of the people. And in this case, they're right, because this game's going to be terrible. Houston just lost by 31. Seattle's going, Seattle just beat San Francisco, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Uh, Houston is the coldest team in the NFL. Seattle's going to win by more than seven and a half. Give me the Seattle Seahawks. For pride, mostly, but... I can't even... Can't even pick the Texans. <laughs> Just enough. for differentiation. <laughs> can't. Cannot do it. Ugh, 
Seahawks minus seven and a half. The Detroit football Lions at 110 and one. They traveled a mile high to take on the Broncos. Broncos minus eight and a half. And this is an appropriate spot to bring up the people. 52% of the people are on the dog. Detroit football Lions. I'm one of those 52%. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Detroit will win. They I might lose. sure the fuck hope not. They might lose. <laughs> They'll cover eight and a half because Denver's just atrocious. Give me the Lions here. Fresh off their first one of the season, they are eight and a half point dogs. You have to give me that. Uh, that spread has not moved, by the way. Nothing going on with that one. Yeah, that uh, spread hasn't moved since we did back to recover on Friday. No, that was that was what we told you it was even before Monday Night Football, like even before the NFL weekend. Like that, that's where it opened. Yeah, and it hasn't moved. Which is weird. I feel like it would go down. I feel like the people would be putting money on the Lions, but putting money on the Lions is a very dangerous thing. <laughs> uh, Giants, Chargers, Chargers minus uh, ten and a half. This is a hard one because the Giants suck. Yep. And ten and a half is a odd number, and the Chargers are inconsistent. But I can't take the Giants. I can't. Yep. <clears throat> Feels like a 17-point win to me, honestly. Like, the Giants are, are so, so, so bad. Putrid. We move on. Uh, finally, the 4 o'clock slate is about over. Bills <clears throat> take on their nemesis, Tom Brady. Bucks minus three and a half. The Bills need this one bad. The Bills need this one in a bad way. But I'm not taking them. Give me Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Damn it. We're on the same page on these so many fucking times. I wish we could do something different. Maybe in future weeks, but not here. Uh... Bills are on a downward trend. Bucks getting back to what they should be. Give me Tampa. That Bucks defense still isn't great, but yeah. Last of the four o'clock slate, whatever the fuck this game is. Niners at six and six, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals at seven and five. Bengals minus one and a half. I'm going to go out and say this. The, char- you, the Chargers are better than San Francisco. Yes. I, I can't take San Francisco. I just, I can't. I, I don't really know if I can take Cincinnati, but I'm going to at one and a half. I mean, the Bengals essentially just have to win this game. It's not quite a true pick but I just, I can't take... I can't take San Francisco. Give me the Bengals. This is going to be one of the ones that I differed solely on principle because I have to catch up in the picks somehow. 
Fair. Uh, I will take the Niners. I feel like they get back on track. Uh, Bengals just laid a goddamn egg, but against they did. a team that's that's so streaky good. I mean, it's fair. Uh, I'll take the Niners. It is fair. I did that. Honestly, to win, <clears throat> not giving me enough points to do anything else. It is what it is. Uh, Niners for me. NFC North matchup. The Bears are on the road. They travel to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. But the Bears are plus 12 and a half against the Packers. Justin Fields is reportedly back. It hasn't mattered much for the Bears this year. That Bears offensive line is terrible. This is Sunday Night Football. Ugh. This game is on Sunday night. Wow. Um, the Bears are terrible. I can't take the Bears. Give me Chicago. At even with twelve and a half, I can see Chicago winning by two touchdowns. Or give Green. Give Bay. me Green Bay. I can't take the Bears. Give me Green Bay. Holy shit. I I can't take Chicago. Which means I can't take the Bears. So give me Green this Bay. This is another one where I will take the points. Okay. Um, I'm going to say maybe a 10-point win. That's a fair, <clears throat> very possible thing. It's going to take the points, try to make up some ground in these NFL picks. I'm taking Green Bay, that. even though, like, since I did not make that very clear because my brain quit for a minute, I'm taking Green Bay. Fair enough. And finally, Monday Night Football. <clears throat> Monday Night Football. The Rams and the Cardinals. Big time game in the NFC West. Cardinals, the best team out there this season. Rams need to bounce back. If they can get this win on the road, it would be huge. Cardinals are minus two and a half at home, however. It's difficult to win on the road. Yep. So that that reason alone is why I'm taking the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a phenomenal team. Um, at two and a half, I could see them winning by. I mean, they're gonna win by more if they win. So, give me Arizona. Both teams okay. need this game. Arizona looked like Arizona a week ago. Uh, but Stafford and all the crew need to look like what they brought together to do next week I'm on the Rams I regret it on so, the Rams that means and a few points that means then if on the four that we differentiate you're right on all four of those we'll be tied I would be shocked if that happened um that, those are the picks, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Champ and Chump of the Week. Do you want to go first? Should I should I waste any time and there's not even any sort of doubt? <clears throat> Michigan football, Jim Harbaugh, man. It's the, the, the way that this team has 
the, the, the way this season has gone and just the, the, the odds of it even happening at the start of this year. What else am I supposed to do? Big Ten champions. <laughs> Something I, I wasn't sure I'd ever see under Jim Harbaugh at, at times, but that's fair enough. That's 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 where I'm at right now, and it's just I I still don't believe it. <laughs> like it still feels like a dream to me, but like because I I started really following in and digging into Michigan football <clears throat> at the tail end of the Lloyd Carr era. So after we last won the Big Ten. This is the first time, I mean, you got to remember, I'm 26. Like, <laughs> at that time, I would have been, like, I don't know, 12 years old. 2004, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, at 2004, I was nine. Oh, yeah. Last time, they won, the Big Ten, last time they, won, they won the Big Ten, I was nine. But the tail end of the Lloyd Carr era, like, I was low teen you know everything yeah somewhere around there it's it, it it's been a, a long time of being with this team i mean i was i was always a, a a michigan fan growing up and just to to finally get there to finally fucking get there is 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 so great like <clears throat> i mean i've been through the tail end of lloyd carr and Rich Rod and Brady Hope, whole bunch of failures under Harbaugh, and we're finally fucking there. So, Michigan football, Jim Harbaugh, champ of the week. My champ of the week, I talked about him a few minutes ago in the NFL recap, is Gardner Minshew. Hey, good, good one. Um, especially that video he had with his dad after the um the Philadelphia New York Jets game. How can you not root for the guy? He's a solid guy who just wasted a few years of his career in Jacksonville and he just got the short end of the stick with a new regime. I don't think I do not think Urban Meyer moving on from Gardner Minshew is a thing against either of Urban Meyer's decision making or Gardner Minshew as a player. I think it was just Urban Meyer like had to move on. I don't think if Gardner Minshew stayed at Jacksonville, if Jacksonville wins more games than they have this year. I'm pretty confident they don't. Gardner Minshew, he's a hard guy to root against, so he is my champ of the week. He's just a likable guy. Fun to watch. He's got a great personality. Intense guy. I like the guy. He, he and he loves the game of football. So yeah, for sure. Your chump of the week. My chump of the week. Whoever. Whatever. <coughs> piece of motherfucking shit. And I think I know who it is, but I'm not gonna say their name because I'm not. sure is in charge 
of the Nashville Predators Twitter account. Oh, God, what happened? I missed this. <laughs> this happened last night. I gotta go see this. It, you can't. Oh. It's since been deleted, if that tells you anything. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Detroit's reporter, Nolan Bianchi, I'm almost certainly pronouncing that name wrong, but <clears throat> that, that, in my mind, that's, that's how it's pronounced. After the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings lost to the Nashville Predators last night, and had all sorts of dirty shit, <clears throat> including a hit that, uh, uh, Hurt most cider last night. Thank God he's he was skating today. Should be good to go for the next game. Nolan simply said, <clears throat> and I'm paraphrasing that. Uh, Nashville rhymes with Trashville. Okay? Right? Okay. Fair enough. Fair. And again, paraphrasing what the Nashville Predators' official Twitter account <laughs> replied to a reporter about. Basically said, Oh, no. I know Someone that lives in Detroit did not just say this. It didn't make grammatical sense what they said. But I tried to look it up just now, and what do you know? It's been deleted. <clears throat> Probably because that person is fired. That person's, yeah, long gone. I know the Twitter of the person that I think that it is. That's in, that that says they're in charge of predator social media. Oh Jesus! Wow. But I but I won't say it because I don't know for certain. Wow. That's bad. It's a little bit of a little bit of classism, probably a little bit of racism, and you know it's great. You know, hey. Nashville, great, you just took down the statue of a Confederate fucking general. Great job for you guys. <clears throat> I'll just say Sarah. I won't imply anything else, but great job, Sarah. Great stuff. <clears throat> wow. You, your, your, your tweet, your reply to a Detroit media member Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, cute. You got 600 likes from a whole bunch of Nashville people. Yeah, great. Like, infallible fans. And then you got uh, fired, most likely. You probably got fired. So you got 600 likes on your tweet. Oh, good for you. And then every other Detroit team piled on... <clears throat> And said, hey, we love this city. 
everything else. Like that that opinion is so 2002 of Detroit. The Detroit that was is not the, the Detroit that is. And the fact that that people are still trying to trying to do stuff like that is is just comical. So, Sarah, hope you enjoy LinkedIn. Update that resume, girl. <coughs> Get it. Ouch. Um, well, my chump of the week's not nearly as bad in comparison. It's bad, but not not as bad. Wow. Um, a, a late a late edition. Yeah. Less than 24 hours ago. <coughs> wow. And so, yeah. I had several. Imagine, imagine someone from Detroit saying that. Oh. Right. Yikes. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if it's quite as bad as the... Uh, Cleveland Indians Detroit's bankrupt chant. That was but bad. That was bad. It's 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 getting there because that's got so many levels to it. But um it, it might be worse. It's probably gonna stick around longer. So it might just be worse. Yeah. So my chump of the week, I had several candidates. I had Ryan Day, and I talked about why he could have been on this segment for just letting Quinn Ewers walk. And more or less, in my opinion, uh, not great treatment of Quinn Ewers. Fair. Things you don't say about a kid who enters your program a year early, and you just you don't go up to the national to I mean, He didn't say it to national media, but at Ohio State, everything a coach says to any media becomes national media. What Ohio State said or what Ryan Day said to a Columbus reporter in reference to a Columbus and a question some Columbus reporter or actually it may have even been an 11 Warriors reporter um, said got played on ESPN all over and over again about Quinn Ewers not transitioning well and just not taking to the program well got put on national media for a week maybe a little more Mine could be the FIA for what happened Sunday at the Saudi Grand Prix. Because that was just terrible. Fucking abysmal. Joke, and it just makes it, it makes the sport look bad. Mine even could have been Mike Gundy, who is a man, and he's over 40. For the final four plays he ran in the Big 12 championship game against the Baylor. Against the Baylor Bears. Mike Gundy could have been there. Because Mike Gundy cost his team a Big 12 title. And Does he call plays? I don't know if he does. Oklahoma State, rather. Oklahoma State, definitely. That was, that was, that was comical. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's offensive coordinator, or Mike Gundy, whoever calls their plays. How you doing, doing Evo? For just a few minutes, we're getting ready to call the sh- wrap the show up anyway. Good to see you though, brother. Um, what the hell are you doing up? It's that's, it's twelve a.m. here, I, and he has I mean, to go to work. I, I guess. <laughs> I know, but like it's, I feel like it's early there too. 
6 a.m. I think. Gross. Um. However. Go back to bed. Mine. Don't do that. Yeah. Go to work instead. My jump of the week. The college football playoff committee. Um. The represent the Big Twelve representative for the college football playoff committee. Bob Bowlesby, who also happens to be the tw- Big Twelve commissioner. Comes out uh-huh. and says, on Saturday, in the middle of conference championship week, of conference championship Saturday, comes out and says, yeah, I don't, a playoff expansion's in jeopardy right now. I got some words for those, the, the, uh, con- uh, the college football playoff expansions. The propositions that we've seen. I got some words for those. We will talk about those in a later show. Basically. Um, because not today. Nope. Um. A chump of the week. This the whole committee as a whole is chump of the week for this. And then <laughs> Bob Bowlesby even more so. This is you don't fucking say this on conference championship Saturday. Way to take off focus from the fucking games, you idiots. What was the exact <clears throat> quote again? The, and I don't know, the article I read did not lead, give up, talk about why this was brought up. He said, college, the college football playoff expansion as soon as the 2024 season is in some jeopardy if agreements are not reached. And then he even went on to say, even just for logistical, Uh, even for just logistical reasons, it's in jeopardy at this point. First off, the reporter who asked this question or whoever said this to lead into this question, this answer, you're also a chump, a chump. This is something that does not get brought up on conference championship Saturday. This is something that should not be talked about during the season. I do believe this should have been solved before the season, and it's not hard. You want to know why it's not hard? I can tell you right now why it's not hard if you go to an eight-team expansion. I can tell you right fucking now why it's not hard if you go to an eight-team expansion. Give me one second. You want to know, you want to know why? I'll give you your second. I go ahead. Don't know what I had to pull up the uh, ESPN schedule. Here's why it's not hard if you go to an eight-team eight-team expansion. One bowl game. The Peach Bowl. Another game? Cotton Bowl. Orange Bowl. There's three. Four, you can have the Outback Bowl. Five, Fiesta Bowl. Six, Citrus Bowl. Seven, Rose Bowl. Eight, Sugar Bowl. There's your eight games. Eight team expansion. You only need four places. Pick one of those eight. Or pick four of those eight. You have eight separate state, eight separate venues you could choose from around New Year's Day for the New Year's Six, whether it be the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, which those are your playoff locations this year. You could have it at the Outback Bowl in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, where there is that's a good size stadium. I would say 66,000 people. Almost like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play there. Yeah. You could have the Fiesta Bowl, which 
Um, another NFL state size stadium, sixty five thousand. You can have it at the Rose Bowl, which is a huge place. We all know this. You could have it at the Sugar Bowl in this, the Superdome, where they ha- they fit seventy three thousand. They've had college football semifinals at the Sugar Bowl too. I've just named I would off. Assume college football finals at the uh, Superdome. Have I have they had one? I would assume. Yeah, they did have one. I think LSU Clemson. Gotta say it. I I think that for the early part of the playoff, it was like it was the the bowl game stadiums. Yes, it it was. Obviously, it still is. Apparently not this year. <clears throat> the Cotton Bowl's played in Arlington every year at Jerry World, and the Orange Bowl's played in Miami every year as normal. Do you know where the college football playoff final is currently scheduled for? Lucas Oil Stadium in it. What? That's new. Ah, there it is. It's new. That's odd. <laughs> yeah. The same side as the Big Ten championship game. Interestingly enough, that's odd. Stupid ass, stupid ass dome. That's uh, odd. I mean, okay, but right there, eight places you could pick from for your four for your eight team playoff, your four game playoff. It's not fucking hard, committee. And the fact that you, someone in your committee, is bringing this up during conference championship Saturday, and the fact that someone even asked this the whole scenario, chump of the fucking week, idiots. Wait, Was it somewhere? I didn't press this button at all today, so I'm pressing it now. Loser. Again. And again and again and again and again. Loser. 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 Have you pressed Loser. the button enough times? Several times. Who again? Who, this whole scenario is chump and loser. Like, first off, why is this question getting brought up? Secondly. Why are you saying? Why are you talking about this? Third, were they Notre Dame media? No, because this happened at the Big Twelve Championship, so I doubt it. Unless that's the random. Actually, it happened just before the Big Twelve Championship. (laughs) Unless that's a random assignment that that Notre Dame media person got, I I I doubt it. Probably not. That that feels. It feels like a question. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a Big Twelve. It's probably a Big Twelve thing, because they're 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 probably pissed that they didn't get into the playoff. Ugh. Baylor from number nine out of nowhere <laughs> jump into the top four because you beat the number five team and, of the country. And it happened before the games even happened. Like f- the fact that no, this was asked is no, a f- no. is bad. No, no, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Like it's there's nuts. no defending this. The fact that it was brought up and asked by a reporter, fucking terrible. The fact that the committee, this committee member, chose to talk about it, fucking disgraceful. The fact that we're sitting here, oh, you're coming up. Let's be honest, calling it logistical reasons when I just. Named off eight places that you could play. Yeah. This whole scenario is a disgrace. Get you off your fucking ass committee. The fact that the, the, the way the committee just went about it this year with Gary Balta. Oh, yeah, it's not like uh, 
it's like fine wine doing this whole scenario is like fine wine or a fine cup of coffee or whatever the fuck he described it as no it's not fucking rocket <laughs> science stop treating like extending expanding the college football playoff is rocket science that that's my chump of the week eight eight teams it's simple what have you seen we don't just huh? what what have you seen some of what what are some of the proposals you've seen just before. i have seen both a uh, so i've seen all three eight. i've seen an eight eighteen proposal which i do enjoy i love it a 12 team proposal hate it which has the top four just immune and then the other eight uh battling it out in the semifinal to the quarterfinal to the semifinal to the final hate it and then a six and then a 16 team tournament really hate it that also had the same sort of sentiment it really sucked 18 made the most sense and by the way <clears throat> the 12 team and the 16 team format were guaranteed to give us a rematch between either Ohio State and Michigan in because the, they use they use teams this current ranking and everything forward they like from one to four, one to eight, one to twelve, one to sixteen. To to explain this all out, <clears throat> the twelve team format, we were guaranteed. Michigan was guaranteed to face Ohio. It was Ohio State and Michigan State in the, uh, I guess quarterfinal. Well, we all know how that game's gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Most likely. Uh, so then, no, no matter what happens, we have a rematch once again with Michigan and Ohio State to go to the semifinal. It's fucking ridiculous. That's disgraceful. Eight teams, is it's easy. I think everybody can agree, other than the committee. Eight, eight is the max that I've I ever wanted. We don't need 16. No, it's not Division it's, Two. Especially in college, especially in college football, like there's the difference between the top and the mid and the bottom of the top twenty-five is so much. It's so. I want to go here. I want to look at one thing. I want to look at the top eight. I want to look at the, no, the top sixteen. I'm sorry. Um. Oops. Rankings. Uh, what? Why are you giving me week nine? Week fifteen. It's Ohio State seven. Six. I think it was the eight. <clears throat> Ohio State oh, is sixth. Mind. So here's your top. Your top. Um, we're go and we're going on now. You once you get past uh t- team nine, team ten, you're getting into three lost teams. The top ten are all so one through five are all, uh, one loss except Cincinnati, who's at. Um, zero at it was undefeated six. So Ohio State, Baylor, Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, Michigan State. So six through ten are all two loss. Utah, Pittsburgh, BYU, Oregon, Iowa, 
all three loss. Oklahoma is 16 is a two loss. No, we don't need 16 because any anytime you get above eight, you're starting to include three loss teams. I'm just playoff expansion just in general is just a bad idea. Like we're we're making more games and it's just fucking busy work. Like we don't need these. I think like, we need eight. More often eight, yes. Anything more than that? No. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's just it's it's so bad. It like, really is so bad. It's bad. Eight needs to happen because I, I think this year the committee got bailed out by Alabama winning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they were in a tough spot with with Georgia winning. Um, but last just last year showed why we need more than four, because Ohio State and Alabama rolled over Clemson and Notre Dame, their respective opponents, and I would not be shocked if we see Alabama roll over Cincinnati and show why we need more than four. Like we've had it every year. It's we've seen why more often than not we have seen why we need more than four teams. The committee yeah. got bailed out this year by having Alabama win. It was a fucking softball for who they were gonna pick. Let's move on to one for the road so we can wrap this show up. Though we'll talk about playoff expansion after the college football season happens. Uh, you take your one for the road first. Uh, I don't want to have this as my one for the road. So I've had F1 as one for the road for a bit. Uh, in fact, this past stretch, my only um, non-F1 week for one for the road was Ohio State-Michigan. Mostly they're one for the road. Well, Ohio State-Michigan, there also wasn't a uh, F1 race that week, too. I still, wouldn't have made, I still wouldn't have made that F1 race my one for the road. Not that week. No. Um, my one for the road is the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix at the Asmarina Circuit. Happening December 12th. On e- You'll be able to watch it on ESPN2 at 8 a.m. It is... Somewhat reasonable time for once. At least here in America. Um, The race for all the marbles. Let's just hope to God in everything that is holy that the FIA, FIA, FIA does not stick their stupid nose into this and screw this up. That's my one for the road. Yeah, December 12th on Sunday. Any shenanigans. <clears throat> if there are any sort of shenanigans with the FIA... Uh, if there's, I, I, I might have to st- take a break from F1 if there are, honestly. I do not want them. Nobody wants them. Maybe the LH forty. What the fuck's those number? 41, Four, 42. 44. <laughs> 44. LH44 Twitter accounts probably want it. Uh they, they, they might enjoy the FIA getting involved. Ah, Lewis! Can you imagine if Lewis wins the championship and it's a record-breaking championship? Nobody, nobody would have won more. It's because of an FIA FIA rule. Mm -hmm. I would, I would have to stop watching F1 for a while. 
even if Max wins and it's because of an FIA rule, I would still have to stop watching for same, a while. Same thing. It's just FIA interference is just just so unwanted. Just let them go. Unless it is absolutely necessary, please just let them go this week. Please. I hope this is a good race. I hope neither Lewis or Max crash out because of some stupid shenanigans. I hope this isn't decided because of some stupid shenanigans. I saw some Red Bull diehard Max Verstappen idiot fans on Twitter. Oh, I this Red Bull's going to get their revenge this weekend and they're, they're going to have Sergio Perez crash out Lewis Hamilton. No. I swear to God. Please if no. there's any shenanigans on any, in will, any way, that would more than likely result in a in in some sort of penalty. Oh God, yeah. That would harm Max. It has to. If that if that's what this Mercedes fans, the, the casuals, the, the idiots that are out there, probably wishing the same thing, but no. Just, just, just let, no, no shenanigans. Give me a good let race. The better driver win. Give me a good fun race, please. That's, all I want. That's it. What's your one for the road so we can get out of here? Well, the reason that I digress so hard on the F1 race is because that uh, mine is the same. <laughs> it is F1. It is Abu Dhabi. As much as I don't want it to be after what happened a week ago with the FIA. I just feel like there's no way the FIA gets involved this week. They aren't going to decide the championship. There's no fucking way. They, they don't have the ball. There's they don't have the balls. That's the thing. Like I they're hope. the FIA is perfectly fine with throwing penalties down if they're meaningless more often than not. Like this week they wanted to go flex their they'll muscles throw. and just show we hey, we could do this because we can. There's no way. Down mid-season at any point they want, but this late in the season, if it means something, they shouldn't, and I don't think they will. God, I hope so. so. I, I'll, I, I'm also gonna say I, detest, I'm not a fan of having it, uh, having the final race the at Abu Dhabi, another place that has their issues, just like Qatar and Saudi. Um, let's take it to Brazil or somewhere fun. Brazil and Mexico are always parties after the race. Take it somewhere fun. That would make sense, but especially because Brazil. I mean, obviously those those are here on the on the west or in the western hemisphere, uh, both same time zone as us here in uh, Michigan. Yeah, Mexico might be not quite might be an hour behind us, but I digress. Um, hour or two. Yeah, I know why oil money, but just then Abu Dhabi is sometimes a boring circuit. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's it's around that territory. It's it's not a great one. I don't think it should be deciding a championship, but give me Brazil or Mexico to decide a championship. I'm I'm in the same way with NASCAR. NASCAR shouldn't be deciding their championship in phoenix that's true all righty that's our one for the road that was pretty simple um that's the show episode 15 it is uh with a little went about 
probably 45 minutes longer than I thought we were going to go, but we had a combined 12 stupid people saying stupid things. We're probably not going to have that many next week. And even if we do, we have a lot less to talk about next week. Unless we ha- get nuked no with college news. Whatsoever. One college no game. college whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, and that... <laughs> I mean, it might be simple, it might not. You never know with this game. No college picks next week, I don't think. Actually, that's a lie. We might have starting bowl nope. games next week. Nope. We are free of bowl games next week. I are we really? Hey, sweet. Not till not till the week after. Uh, when are the first set of bowl games? Uh, bowl games start the 17th. So, yeah, we will have bowl games next week then. Next Wednesday. Today's the 9th. Wednesday. I guess we will have picks. We don't have bowl games in between now. Ah, yep, you're right. Yeah, we'll have, if bowl games start the 17th, we'll have some bowl games to pick. Not many, though. We have, like, five, if I remember correctly. That's not bad. We'll get it figured out by then. Um, so, with that being said, that's the show. Uh, Jordan, any final thoughts other than fuck Dan Snyder? Always fuck Dan Snyder. Yeah. Uh, That's why I threw that in uh, there, too. Yeah. Just, uh, nothing. I mean, I am still very, very happy that, uh, my Michigan Wolverines finally did the thing. Uh, MSU fans, you are the only people that uh, do the whole Walmart Wolverine routine in any sort of fan base and any sort of rivalry. So maybe just stop, please. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never understood that. Like Ohio state fans don't refer, don't do that with Michigan that I know of. It's just, it's just a fun term for them to use. Oh, what do you, what, what starts with W Walmart? What also starts with W? Wolverines. Oh yeah, let's fucking do it. <clears throat> it's funny <clears throat> because so there was a uh, 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 Twitter account Swanky Wolverine on Twitter who said, "Look, I I graduated from the University of Michigan and I attended the <clears throat> University of Michigan for four years. Okay, I have never understood." any sort of gatekeeping as to who and or what can be a fan of a program. Yeah, like, I don't look, get it. I was born and raised a, a Michigan fan. Like, that's that's just how it is. And, you know, there's so many people who spew Walmart Wolverine and went to Grand Valley. <clears throat> like, it's just comical. Yeah. Yeah. So, you are, if not the only, one of the only fan bases that does that. So, hey, Spartan fans, maybe get over it. Come up with something better, at least. Jesus. Like, come up with anything better. That's all they've had. All they got. Um. So, yeah, that's the show. I have nothing to say other than fuck Dan Snyder. That's been a running thing on this show for a few weeks now. Um, and it'll probably be a running show on this thing on this show for a while. So with that being said, thank you for making us a part of your 
Wednesday evening into Thursday morning, wherever you may be watching and or listening from, and however you may be watching and or listening. We will see you all on Friday for Backdoor Cover. And then be a doozy. That's going to be a fun one. Might be a short one because... Probably going to be a short one. Um, Bad Beats. Hold your butts. <laughs> oh boy. Um there's only two, but they're they're brutal. Oof. So yeah. There's only two right now. Yeah, I was saying we still got a little bit of time. Um so yeah, that's the show. So until next time. Peace out. Stay classy. And see ya.